0: It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, and we are recording the first hour of our Wednesday morning broadcast from the nighttime events uh, in advance of Bike for a Chai. We are here in Connecticut. Uh, The final two hours of our program this morning will be from the start line very, very early on Wednesday morning, but tonight, on Tuesday night, We are doing our 6 a.m. hour to uh, meet some guests, get some people on the air, and talk about this amazing cause. You can go to bikeforchai.com. As of now, meaning as we're recording this, there are just over $6.5 million, which is pretty amazing. And uh, you can go to bikeforchai, the number forchai.com. To make your contribution. Last year at this time, I was joined by uh, Mark Zamek. Mark looks very different now. This, <laughs> is, this is Mary Mullwallak in the role of a producer and uh, co host of the uh, broadcast. Welcome to Bike for High.
1: Thank you. And good you morning. chose,
0: good morning, you chose the right time to show up. Yes, I sure did. We are here at the best time to be at Bike for High. shall I tell you?
2: Because the pasta party Correct, Mary, you Thank stole you very my thunder. Much.
0: It is the pasta Thank you. party. And what could be better? That being here for the big pasta celebration in advance of the big ride tomorrow morning. The ride tomorrow morning, I mean, we'll have guests, but they'll be a little bit bleary-eyed. Uh, it'll be very early. You know, the start is uh, is smooth.
2: Even for jam in the a.m. time.
0: Correct. It's early. It is going to be early. The, 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 the ride is smooth. The start is smooth, but, you know, it's early in the morning, and people can be a little groggy, you know how it is. So tonight, the big pasta party celebration is the place to be, that's for sure. Yeah. And going we'll meet, on back there? And we'll meet some of the people that uh, are riding and uh, why they're so dedicated and how they've got hundreds of riders and why over $6.5 million has already been raised and why this is such an unbelievable cause. One that's familiar, unfortunately, to the Jewish community, very familiar, in high lifeline in Camp Simcha, but one that just has such an incredible <coughs> ripple effect throughout the community with the work that it does. I want to mention, ma- and I, this is always dangerous to mention names, but... Right off the bat, some people who I haven't seen in so long...
2: Right, so then let's start mentioning have names. ...have
0: stopped by. First of all, NFL great Alan Weingrad oh. is here. Yes. Uh, so he's riding.
2: It was standing next to the two of you that was made me feel pretty short.
0: <laughs> well, he's a big guy. <laughs> uh, Cantor Yitzhi Spinner was here on the World of Jewish Music. Yitzhi Spinner was here from the Hebrew Institute of White Plains uh, just moments ago. Dr. Ari Ginsberg, and I told the staff that he'd be bolting by from... Beit Shemesh, and he'd be uh, joining us at some point. He'll right. likely say hi tomorrow morning with us. Uh, Haskell Bennett, very well-known community leader and activist, was uh, earlier was here, Avi and, and many, many others. Zelig Mandel is here with the Pesach. I assume the Pesach Clifton uh, yep. entourage,
2: and Avi Koppelwitz who's basically Kapowitz, our shotgun.
0: correct? Avi Koppelwitz, whose idea it was for us to right. really tag along with Bike for Chai <laughs> as much as possible, and. <laughs> Tag
2: along. (coughs) We drive. Yeah, tag along.
0: (laughs) And for us, what that (laughs) means is that we'll be here for the big party and the advanced celebration. Right. That we're willing to do. And, and then we'll wave
1: goodbye. and uh,
0: Correct. And yep. not only that, we're also willing to be at the finish line <laughs> and give an eyewitness account that, in fact, it is the world's greatest finish line. But the stuff in between, right. which I'm told requires 180 miles of cycling.
2: And training.
0: That we have not, and I would assume plenty of training, that we have not yet gone ahead and made a commitment for. We so. will make a commitment to
2: join them at the pasta party. Correct. Yes, and we will make a, co- a commitment to. eat as many snacks in the periphery as possible but it's just the cycling up
0: that seems to be the problem that's that's where we draw the line when that happens when you have found out that nachum siegel is cycling a bike for chai then that's it then they can already say wow this is a great success, even greater than we ever anticipated.
2: I offered Alan Beingrad, by the way, to pick him up halfway through, take him to Starbucks, and then just, you know, move on. He's
0: an NFL great. I know, he's not he doesn't, a cheater. He he's not going need to my do help. that, and certainly that's, not with a charity involved.
2: That's what I would do.
0: That's what you <laughs> would do. All right, now we know who we're talking exactly. to, at least. Uh, we're at the Crown Plaza. A big, big compliment to this hotel, which has great leadership and wonderful staff, uh, for doing such a great I'm laughing because everyone knows that one of my cousins is a staff member here uh but they have done a a remarkable job and we thank them and jamie Turkell is sitting our first guest we're actually going to be joined here by some of the people who are i assume riding i assume all of them are going to be riding at some point am i right miriam l wallach is playing a role in seating our guests and i thank her and um Mm -hmm. we have microphones and everything imagine that it's like a real radio team Alan Shama is here. Where's Alan? Right here. Shalom, shalom. Welcome shalom. to JM and the AM. Thank you. Welcome. Great to be here. Do we have Jay Eisenstadt here? Yes, right here. Jay, how are you? Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, sir. And Morty Husarski, are you here? I am here. Morty, nice to see you. Good to see you again as well. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, am I right that the three of you are riding, are participating in the uh, big ride? Yes, That's we correct. are. Alan is uh, riding since 2010. Boy, You've put in a lot, of good, uh, a lot of good years and a lot of good effort for the uh, children and the people that are helped by High Lifeline and Camp Simpa. Uh Bike for High only started in 2010. For people who think that it got to this point, point, because and, and it got to this gargantuan size, because it's been in existence for 20, 30 years, it's only six years or so that it's actually been around. And you're a founding member of one of the more interesting teams, and that's Team Cyclist, with an S-Y right. at the beginning. Now, I saw... On the web, that this team is doing very well fundraising-wise, and that you guys deserve special commendation. Explain to our audience, Team Cyclists, and what they're all about.
3: Basically, it's a group of Sephardic Jews from the Deal, the Southern Deal area. We've been riding since 2010, and we picked up steam and got a lot of our friends and families to join this wonderful event. So this year, we decided to come together as one unit and really go ahead and really turn it on, and they really raised from $18 to $10,000 and raised thousands of dollars for this unbelievable organization. Well, we were told you're a member of the Triple
0: High Club, and they even be higher than that at this point. Who knows, as people continue to contribute. Um, yes. How many members are there of teams? About cyclists? 20
3: members, 20 Cyclists. Is that going to
0: grow? You think even more people are going to join y- soon Next now?
3: year, we'll have probably a lot more, yes. Unbelievable. This is picking up steam. Every year, we do more and more. Everybody wants to be part of it. We actually have a wait list for the whole ride so we'll get as many as we can to register early to make sure that they're part of the wonderful event.
0: One of the things about High Lifeline obviously is that every uh angle, every aspect of the community is familiar with their work. Every 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 uh section of the community I should say is unfortunately, is unfortunately yes, familiar they, with their work. They,
3: and this organization is always there for them. They support them on every single level. It's devastating that the families have to go through, and they're there to make them comfortable and to give them the support and the guidance, and we all recognize that. And the people have been, the families that we are involved with uh, know this firsthand or from other fr- friends and relatives. They know how important High Lifeline is when Goughavid is struck with this terrible disease.
0: So we are saluting the Sparta community and That's team correct. cyclists. There you go. There you thank go It's right. Good luck, luck with, the, with the ride. I'm thank, thank you sure so much. I'm sure they will very well. Jay Eisenstadt is riding for the fifth time. My God, you're a real veteran, a member of the Double High Club, which again is a, a a nice distinction to say the least. Thank they you. they call you one of the earliest riders. So when you first rode, how many riders were there with you?
4: I started, I think, on the second year, maybe had a hundred riders the second year. Was and that then? was that from here or left from somewhere no, in Jersey? No, somewhere else. I don't even remember where anymore at this point. Deal uh, <laughs> from, from, from Asbury Park, right? And, and how how
0: different is it now that there are hundreds more with you? Is it? You know, I
4: I thought it would would be less individualistic but um, truth is in the end I feel like a big family 500 riders I thought would be overwhelming but they really give un- unbelievable attention to each person as you can see every detail is thought of and I thought it would be overwhelming, because I started with 100, now up to 500, I've seen that transition, and the truth is, it's just as great as it was before.
0: Uh, what's the fundraising like compared to year two? Well, it's
4: hard, because everybody's <laughs> cannibalizing each other, we all know each other, we all <laughs> on the same community, almost, so... It's been more difficult, but you know what? We've over 6.3, 3, 4 million, 6.4, 6. 6. 6.5. 6.
5: 6. Yeah, over 6. So
4: 5. 5. the Seat Shemai is still there. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Uh, and was it an easy sell even back then? Because today it seems people just want to open
0: up their pockets and give whatever they can for Unfortunately,
4: it's a universal cause. So the sell not the hard part. is finding somebody that cares and hasn't donated to somebody else on his table is the difficult part. Right, exactly. And, uh, we have uh, Morty Husarski's
0: here. He's a member of the 100K Club. Congratulations Thank on that. You. Just uh, to give
3: you an idea, there's 24,000 donations that make up that six and a half million dollar. 24,000.
0: 24, From big to small and everything in between. Exactly.
3: A member of team
0: TFSB, also one of the earliest riders. Morty, what is TFSB?
6: The Federal Savings Bank.
0: Oh, very nice. How did they get involved? Did you bring this concept to them?
6: Um, yeah, I mean, I work for the bank, okay. um, executive vice president, and I've been cycling for many years. And when the opportunity to get involved in a bike for Chai back in 2010 and 2011, um, you know, I got involved in 2012 became one of the first corporate sponsors, and uh, snowballed from there. Now we have a team, eight riders, uh, cumulatively raised well over 150 grand, and you know,
0: unbelievable. How many riders? You said eight. Eight riders are raising that kind of money. It's fantastic. And um, what area are you from? Where are you? you, What neighborhood are you from? Flatbush. From Flatbush, Brooklyn. So there are plenty of people familiar with the great work of High Lifeline, and you're able to fundraise and get them involved.
6: Well, I was was personally a recipient of High Lifeline's goodness over the years for a variety of different reasons, and uh, the work they do is incredible, and this is just a way to give back.
0: What is it like when they hold your hand to get you through a process?
6: It's indescribable. I I remember the first time when um, we were in the hospital, and... I didn't reach out to anybody at High Lifeline, I didn't know anybody at High Lifeline, and all of a sudden, they're just there, and they're like, whatever you need, whether it's tutoring for the child at home, games, meals, whatever it is, they're, they're just there, and today we give back in many ways. Uh, my wife is a volunteer to cook for High Lifeline Yom Toiv in Flappa, she, wow. she cooks six times whatever we do for Yom Toiv to be able to give out to families that are in need. And uh, It's it's indescribable the amount of love and caring that that this organization gives. And if this is a way that I can give back by just going out there and pushing 180 miles and uh, raising whatever I could, that's what we do.
0: Uh, Final question for the three of you: This this portion of the show is going to be airing in the 6 a.m. hour in the morning. Is the six o'clock hour in the few minutes before the ride begins? exhilarating for you? Is it nerve-wracking? Are you worried about stuff about what the next 180 miles will bring? How would you describe what it's like those minutes before?
6: I, I want to go first on this one because last year in the few minutes before the ride you interviewed me, <laughs> so that took up a lot of my time that I needed to be able to get. I like this slot a little bit better.
3: <laughs> well said. <laughs> Point well taken. I think it's quite, ner- you know, it's very, you know, you're very anxious to get on the road and to start the trek for the 180 miles and go up, you know, you're 7,000 feet it may not, you know, you really don't understand how high that actually is to climb for the first day. So I think in my case, it's, you're anxious.
4: I'll, I'll explain. Um, 7,000 feet. The Hunter Mountain Ski Resort is about 2,400 feet, so it's about three times going up Hunter Mountain. So that's just the people who ski, you know, that know that's pretty high. It's exhilarating in the morning. It's really a special moment, and it really leads up for six months of training and fundraising. And it brings your emotions out. It's not just 6 in the morning. It's 6 in the morning every morning for the last 6 months right. that we really schedule all our day so we can ride and raise money and prepare for this ride. So the emotions are just overwhelming. It's not so specific to that morning. I want to thank for helping us kick off this special edition
0: of JMNAM. Alan Shama, Jay Eisenstadt, and Morty Husarski. Thank you, gentlemen. Good thank luck. Thank you, Good thank you. Very much. Thank Oh, you. Good yes. You. There you go. They are ready. They are ready for the big race. Lee Moss is... Um, Joining me here at JM and the AM. Lee, according to our notes, is riding for the very first time. That's correct. Comes from Baltimore, Maryland.
7: Uh, No, actually, La Plata, Maryland. Well, why do
0: they tell me Baltimore? I
7: don't. Well, because I rode with the guys from Baltimore last. uh, about three weeks ago. And they they claimed me as their elder statesman.
0: How does one become an elder statesman? Are you uh, Uh, of a certain age group that. uh, I'm so curious to ask you your age. I can't figure out if it's a polite thing to do on the air or not. <laughs> yeah, but let's just say you're one of the elder statesmen. Uh, here. That's what they tell me. Ruben Bendelstein is here as well. He's a member of Team Yehuda, riding for the third time. Member of the Chai Club, a club we continue to laud. And he does live in Baltimore. Am I right?
8: I actually live in uh, the Five Towns. <laughs> there you go. Five Towns representing.
0: So we we so we've got. We, you're over two. We've got our. Well, I would say the people who prepared my notes are over two. There you go. All right, what got you involved, Lee, that you wanted to finally do this? Uh, how does one get to the point, especially, excuse the expression, at your age, to say I'm doing this for the first time?
7: Yeah, so, well, I've been, I've been riding now for about six years mm-hmm. and uh, uh, always looking for an interesting challenge. And my nephew rode last year, and uh, uh, we've kind of connected each other through cycling. And, uh, um... I decided I wanted to take on this challenge because, uh, number one, you know, from a physical perspective, great physical challenge. But number two, and even more important, is is what a worthwhile organization, and and it really is is uh, thrilling and exciting to be able to participate in something like this. And you know, you go out and you do the fundraising, and it becomes really infectious.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, have you done the 180 in practice, or it doesn't work that way? No. Not no, even close. No,
1: right?
7: no, no, no,
0: no. So I does this worry you as you uh, start thinking about the start
7: line in the morning? No. Uh, I'll get there. You know. You'll get there somehow. Yeah, one way or another, I'm going to get there. It's, you know, everybody says it's not a race, it's a ride, right? But they put a number on you, so maybe it is a race. <laughs> you know.
0: It's a ride until everybody decides <laughs> to compete well, during the last mile. Yeah, but <laughs> that it's different.
7: You know, I mean, most of uh, most of the challenge is up here.
0: Understood. Yeah. All in the head.
7: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ruben, uh, tell me about Team Yehuda.
8: Well, you know, Team Yehuda. We last year, my coworkers on it had a uh, Team Shatreet. and this year we were thinking. You know, my coworker Abe Gdansky said to us, you know, he has a friend out in Chicago that is a very good close friend of his. Said his son uh, was. Diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy, and um, you know we wanted to do something special. So I'm like, you know what? We'll do. We'll, it, it is team retreat, but you know we want to do Team Yehuda, dedicate our, our whole team, our whole corporate team to him. And uh, so I remember I said, you know, our logo actually is Darth Vader, and I I, I said I, I, and, and it all came about because I said to him, you know, tell you ask your ask your friend what what is um what 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 Yehuda's favorite thing is. He says. Star Wars, Star Wars is his number one, so you know what, Star Wars, and I'm like, great, so we'll put Yoda, we'll put uh, Chewbacca, who, 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 who. Darth Va- he was Darth, Darth, Darth Vader, Darth Vader's number one, so I'm like, listen, Darth Vader, Yehuda, Yehuda calls a shot, so listen, he's an inspiration, he doesn't let his illness slow him down, and hopefully uh, we're not going to let the hills slow us down, and uh, we'll finish the uh, 180 miles for him. So he's quite aware of what you're doing, obviously. Absolutely. And
0: I assume this gives a tremendous boost of uh, enthusiasm to the people around him because you know these, it's not easy, obviously, the situation. Not at and all. And this must give them, uh, you know, a tremendous boost.
8: It gives him a tremendous boost, but you know, you know, his family and his friends say, you know, nothing slows the kid down, and he's truly an inspiration to us. So I don't think anything's more fitting for us than to do a. A, a team that's uh totally dedicated to him understood and so
0: all right congratulations ruben's a member of the high club and uh is getting ready for the big ride tomorrow morning that's right uh, a lot of anticipation i'm sure a lot of training
8: as well right lots of training a lot of waking up at uh 4 a.m believe it or not <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, <believe> my, <laughs> you could ask any of these guys like what would you wake up 4 a.m for to do this that another these guys wake up 4 a.m. It's not just me. Ask anybody. These guys wake up very early, very dedicated. I'm sure you're waking up early Sometimes as well. Sometimes
7: it's 4 a.m. just to go down in the basement and ride on the trainer.
8: Just to ride on the trainer. Yes, and it's tough. It all comes down to this is, for us, the pinnacle. So. And Lee Moss.
0: Lee is uh, one of the elder statesmen, as he proclaimed. That that he is that, that's what they tell me. All right. You, the label has stuck. What can I tell you? And uh, good luck tomorrow. I'm Thank sure you very much. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting two days. What I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you very Thank much. Thank you. All right, more coming up. We are on a JM in the AM special here with our friends at High Lifeline and Camp Simcha. As we um, uh, continue this amazing adventure called Bike for High. you can go ahead and you can give and be generous and and support the amazing effort here. All you got to do is uh, go to the website, com. That's com. And when you go there, you'll be able to... Uh, to donate, to dedicate your dollars to a specific rider, a specific team, specific part of the cause, whatever it is you wish. And you'll have the uh, unbelievable distinction to support. Hey, Cousin Michael. Hey, Tova's here. Tova Feldstein is here. She gets a special shout-out from Cousin Nahum. How do you like that? Um, you have an opportunity to join what uh, over 24,000 people have done already, and that is uh, contributing to High Lifeline in Camp Simcha. All right, we'll go to this selection. More coming up if you keep it right here on a JM and the AM Wednesday morning. Reminder, tomorrow, live performance in our studio from Keep Alive, an acapella group, Keep Alive, tomorrow morning at JM and the AM.
9: Do do, ay yo do do, ay do do, do do, ay ay
0: a.m. It is a Wednesday morning broadcast and we are here in hour number one on a Tuesday night right outside the pasta party. One of the most important events connected to um, Bike for Chai. Shmoli Abramson is with us. Shmoly Abramson was a Chai Lifeline client. He is a former Camp Simcha camper. He is riding now for the fourth time. Welcome to JM in the a.m much for having me. A pleasure to speak with you. Can you do a little bit of his history with us? It goes back to you, were how old, as a high lifeline
10: uh, uh, patient or client? Uh, well, I was diagnosed, actually, on 9-11-01 uh, with a brain tumor. Um, so that was a little different day than... Uh, you were diagnosed, diagnosed on 9-11, on, on V9-11
0: Correct. with a brain tumor. You were, at the doc- you were at the doctor earlier, and this was the yes, day-to-day... I was I uh, went to the hospital, right. and they
10: took tests, and that's when they told me that I had a brain tumor, medulloblastoma. So it was a little different day uh, than for most. Yeah, that's others. for sure. Um, Where were you living at the time? I was in Baltimore. I live in Baltimore, so I was in Johns Hopkins. So uh, yeah. So I had. Uh, Can I ask how old you were when this oh, happened? Oh sure, I was uh, 13, almost 14.
0: Okay, so you just passed bar mitzvah. Yes. You find this out. Yes. And now what happens?
10: Um, it sounds a little funny, but I was like, actually, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, ha- I wasn't. Sad or anything, I was like, "Oh, cool! I have like a brain tumor. That's I got attention." <laughs> but uh, for a few hours, it's a cool a thing. Hours, huh? Yeah, I, I guess I really didn't know what that meant. like you know, so they, they explained to me. I ended up having two surgeries, um, on 921 uh, and then 923. Right away. Yeah, um, and then I had to go through uh, six weeks of radiation, and then 48 weeks of chemotherapy. Wow. So.
0: Almost a year of chemotherapy. Yeah. Uh, since then?
10: Since then, uh, thank God I'm okay. Uh, I feel great. I have a, a wife, two kids.
0: Wow. Um, what's it like being a camper at Camp Simplus?
10: You really can't explain it. I mean, uh, you totally forget about everything. I mean, that's you'll going see
0: on. campers on Thursday and this whole experience will be something that it's so rare that someone is riding and has been through this yeah. experience.
10: Yeah, it, it's it's so really, you
0: know what's going through their minds and how they're living their days. Yeah,
10: it's 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 like surreal. It's like I can imagine I know what they're what they're going through um, and to really ride all those miles and really have that in your mind knowing that I'm riding every mile fighting every hill to you know for those kids
1: it's That I can
0: imagine, but from the kids' standpoint, as they go through the couple of weeks' experience of being a camper, uh, we, we always hear how the programming at the camp, how the experiences and special projects that they have in the camp, whether it's music or otherwise... I don't know if it distracts the kids or enhances their lives to the point where they're able to continue to live with what they have. How would you describe, from the camper's standpoint, what that experience at Camp Simcha does?
10: Yeah, I mean, you, you totally forget about whatever's going on. You have an amazing, amazing, amazing time. Uh, for example, like I had, I lost so much weight I got down to 99 pounds when I was sick. So I ended up having to have a NG tube it goes through your nose down to your stomach to, to be fed. And that would come out. It would come out of my nose like almost every day, just because being nauseous, smelling things, and it would just come out, and then I have to put it, feed it back in, put it down. Really, really, uh, not fun Annoying, not fun, exactly. So when I I was getting ready for camp, my father, my parents, we packed up, uh, you know, all our extra, you know, tubes, you know, because it happens every day. I'll have to put in a new one, whatever. Not once. In camp, did I ever have to happen to put in a new NG tube? I just, like, I totally forgot about everything that's going on. I was having a blast. My counselors were amazing. It's just, you know, you get anything that you want, food, entertainment, <laughs> you know, everything. It's, it's, it's
0: amazing. Yeah, some, <laughs> some, some some youngster who once visited there once said to me, you know, if you press the button on the soda machine, soda just comes out for free. Yeah. said, well, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay for that, though. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. But. Unfortunately is right. Uh, speaking with Shmuley Abramson, so now at what point did you decide to start this writing thing?
10: <laughs> well, actually my brother, my older brother Eliyahu, um, he started it, He was, I think it was the second or third year that Bike for uh, was established. So he wrote it, so this will be his sixth time riding, his sixth year riding. Um, I saw him do it uh, like a year after that. My other brother, Eliezer, he did it the next year. Um, And I really, like, sick, I lost all my strength, never really gained it back. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I just don't have the strength, like, just like anyone else. Um, Well, what would doctors tell you? Would they tell you that you're not, I don't
0: know, it's not a good idea or you're not fit for it? Like, what would they say to you?
10: No. they. I mean, at, at that point, I mean, it was a number of years after. So at that point, I was, you know, on my own, really, at that point. But I just didn't have the strength. That's what I thought. But, uh... They convinced me, and I was convinced to do it, and I really wanted to, to fight for those, to really do their ride. Did so you ever I see I,
0: any of the counselors that were your counselors back then?
10: Sure. I still, I still keep in touch with some of them. They're not still in the camp, but... No, the that I understand. Really I just
0: wonder if they understand the role they've had in so many children's lives. If they understand you know, how much joy and how much distraction and how much uh, energy they're giving to, you know, to kids who normally outside of camp wouldn't have it
10: they 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 know they see they see their the fruit of their labor, um you know we, we keep in touch, you know where they see you know thank God, I'm married, I have kids, you know it's it's you know, and then I happened to be I was actually a staff member as well after oh wow, like three three years being as a camper.
0: so you must look at the other staff members and say, you guys don't know what this is all about, yeah. I know what this is
1: all about, yes, it can yes. come in handy,
0: huh, yeah, having a background sure. like knowing,
10: that, knowing history you can connect with the kids a little bit differently than most uh, other counselors, staff members. Uh,
0: I can only imagine. Unbelievable. Uh, so good luck. Good luck. You'll be on the starting line at uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. 7
10: a.m. This will be my fourth year. Fourth year it. already.
0: Fourth year. Does it get easier each year?
10: It does. It does. A lot more fun each year? A lot more fun. You don't have to be as nervous. You know, my first year I was nervous. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I you know, fought through, and every year it just gets easier and easier. Unbelievable. You know, you train and... Uh,
0: so. Shmolly Abramson, a pleasure to meet you. A Chai uh, Lifeline client one time, just at the age of 13, a former Camp Simcha camper, a former Camp Simcha counselor, and now riding for the fourth time in the morning for Bike for Chai. And people can go to the website and sponsor you and uh, and your ride.
10: Bikeforchai.com slash SA.
0: There you go, bikeforchai.com slash SA. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Wow, that's a pretty amazing conversation, I must say. Who has the privilege of following that one?
11: (laughs) That's what I want to know.
0: Uh, Gentleman's name is Alan Lieberman. Alan Lieberman is with us, a member of Team Meridian. Oh, boy. All right. We should have a special fanfare for Team Meridian, frankly. We did did
5: a great job this year, Nachum.
0: A great job. We've been acknowledging you guys for weeks. It's unbelievable what's going on with this team. Thank you very
5: much. Last uh, last year, we had an interview. um, uh, Well-deserved. We were were, were looking at about um, the 800 mark as a potential, but we took it full gear this this year around. I I hate to
0: interrupt before you say the magic number, but I think during that conversation, we actually toyed with a seven figure number. Would it ever be able to be achieved? Would it ever be able to, you know, that your team would be able to accomplish it? Now, I, for those who know, and for us it's only Tuesday night, so that number's going to grow. But for those of us who know, that number is in fact $1 million. Right. Over $1 million, Correct. which is unbelievable.
5: Well, that was a goal, and I get credit uh, to uh, our chairman and CEO, Ralph Hertzka, and right. his staff, his marketing department, his staff, his assistance, I mean, it's a concerted effort um, that he coordinates and a tremendous, tremendous achievement and accomplishments.
0: And would it be accurate to say, and as an observer of the Jewish community, I think it is, but you can confirm, that this is not the only cause that Team Meridian takes up. There are many things that happen through the Meridian office. This one obviously seems to be a real pet project of the entire
5: staff. And and it's important. Um, There are other projects. However, um, Ralph uh, took up cycling uh, about a year after I started, um, and this is going now five years, and uh, that's... Has become a passion that uh, we are looking to become also fit. You know, as we're progressing in our age, as we're progressing in our careers, yeah, we want to create a a more fit lifestyle, and, and this is giving us that opportunity to do so while at the same time, you know, giving back to the community. Now, when someone's hired at Meridian, do they get a bicycle with the Meridian That's label? That's very on? funny. I think you have to uh, work there a couple of years. But I can see that we buy our own bikes.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no imprinted <laughs> Meridian bicycles, huh? Alan Lieberman is a member of Team Meridian. It is the top team in fundraising. And as you heard, he's been riding since 2011, a member of the High Club, a club that we continue to uh, announce with great distinction. And uh, what can I say? I mean, uh, well-deserved. Team Meridian, like I say, they need a special fanfare. There you go. A special fanfare
5: for Team Meridian. Listen, I want to give a shout-out to also my crew from Long Island, the Five Towns Riders. We've been a group now going on for six years since the very beginning. Nice. So uh, we started with five from the Five Towns, and now we have over 50. Wow. Amazing. All right, so kudos to to the crew. Amazing. You're excited about the morning? Absolutely. Does Team Meridian
0: get at the very start of the start line, I hope?
5: I think we typically do. <laughs> I hope so. Well deserved. Let me if tell you. If we finish at the start is also another question, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. No, I have a feeling you'll do great. Alan Lieberman, I thank you. Uh,
0: Johnny Zouter is with us. He is one of the uh, older cyclists, I am told, and he's that there for the. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't
12: sound so good. It doesn't sound
0: good. I think it's amazing. Are you kidding? Uh, nonetheless, whether it's good or not, it's a fact, and I welcome you to JMDA. Thank, thank you. Where are you
12: from? Uh, that's a long story. <laughs> originally i was raised i was born in belgium yeah i was raised in uruguay south america wow i went to yeshiva in baltimore in israel then my parents moved to etsy's in the meantime then i moved to etsy's for a few years and uh in, in baltimore my roommate was from los angeles so i decided to visit him and i came for a couple of pesachs and i liked it a lot so at the end i decided okay no Israel is a little bit difficult so i'm going to go back to a. States, so I went to Los Angeles. And are you in Los Angeles now? I live in Los Angeles,
0: yeah. Uh, are there other LA riders that are joining Yeah, you? sure. There's there plenty uh, of people. There's, come there's,
12: coming, there's right? about uh, 14 or 15 of us,
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw license <laughs> plates in the parking lot from all these different states and people driving in and flying in from all the different locations. How did you get involved with High
12: Lifeline? How do you even know that this event mm-hmm. exists? Well, I started biking about five years ago, and a couple of the friends from LA, you know, some of the youngsters... Uh, they were, they were <laughs> really biking for a while, and, and they were doing uh, the Lake Tahoe bike for Hai right. The ride. And they convinced me to, to join them, and I said, great, I mean, it's a great cause, obviously. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and unfortunately, the day, the, about a month before that happened, I had an accident, and I wasn't able to bike on that one. So next year, they said, okay, let's go, fir- let's go higher next year. Let's go to New York and do the bike for high here. And that's it, it's my third year in a row.
0: How <laughs> does the Zauderer bicycle get to New York?
12: It gets to New York on a bike bag that we purchased a few years ago. My son also bikes here, and my son-in-law bikes with us. And it's, uh, the, the bikes sit in those bags on the plane? They sit on the, the plane. plane, they get checked in, they right. charge you $150 each way, not cheap, but uh, they go nice and comfortable, they get it in one piece and that's Are you happy are.
0: with the bicycle?
12: I'm very happy with it. yes. <laughs> so yeah, far, yeah. so I'm very good. Happy, yeah. Do you
0: constantly have to upgrade your bicycle and equipment? Not constantly.
12: I did a couple, um, a few upgrades, uh, but at uh, the time being, I'm fine with it.
0: I wonder if you have a big advantage being from LA, where the weather's always so good, compared to people here who have I to deal with the do. rain and snow. I, I
12: certainly think we do. We have most of the year we have very good weather, and we're spoiled, like myself. Well. I'm a little older, so if it rains a little bit, I don't bike that much. And if it's too hot, I don't bike either. <laughs> so a we spoiled West Coast things. guy, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah,
0: well, yeah. okay, con- Oh, there goes somebody's bicycle behind us. Well, congratulations. I'm sure you're excited Thank about you. the morning.
12: I'm super excited, yes.
0: A lot super of anxiety excited. or a lot of energy? What is no,
12: it? No, I get a, little, a few little butterflies here and there. and. Uh, I had a fall last week, but uh, thankfully it's fine. Should be a great ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pleasure meeting you.
0: Thank you. Thank Thank you so much much for joining us, Johnny Zouterer from Los Angeles, California. We are told he's one of the older cyclists here, and um, if you want to support Bike for Chai, you can go to the website, Bike Number Four Chai com. It's bike number 4 hicom Avram Horenstein is with us. How are you? Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. May I read some of the material we've been told about your biking situation? Sure. Um, Ariella was a High Lifeline client who passed away several years ago. The Horensteins named High Lifeline's music program in her honor. I assume it's a program that goes on in-camp? Or is this one in that's year-round? and, and year-round.
13: camp and... In hospitals and at homes, and that means a music program that where people come to sing music, or how does it work? Everything that Everything musicians you can come to the children in the hospitals. Um, there are musical events, uh, musical therapy, uh, and of course the music and at camp. Avram and his
0: wife Devora remained involved with High Life on as members, as mentors rather for other bereaved parents. Devora just finished medical school. I, I think we heard about this story. So no. it got some national attention, right? Apparently. Yeah. She finished medical school, a journey inspired by her experience as the mother of a medically compromised child. Avram, you're described as a cycling demon. How does one get to level of demon? At what point does that happen? And what do you need to do? How do you qualify for
13: that? Well, there was one time where I, uh, I was 40 miles away from home and my seat cracked and I Biked forty miles to the bike shop in order to get a new seat. And I think that was probably the turning point. <laughs> that's where they—that's where they dubbed you as these in the Berkshire Mountains or something at the time. So, wh- what can you
0: tell us about this personal experience with High Lifeline? I mean, for those who have, yeah. thank God, not experienced it, what is it like having them hold your hand each and every day?
13: Well, certainly, most people who you know know about Camp Simcha, and it's you know it's beautiful to see the children there. But what they don't realize is behind the scenes, there are there are parents that are you know in. In the intensive care unit, and they're you know they're they're 24 7 looking after their kids. They're hungry. They don't necessarily need money. They just need you Assistance. know care. And so I think it's um, you know it's it's just a, it's an amazing thing that they do that most people just don't even realize. And it's it's all year long. We spent a year and a half in Durham, North Carolina, where we were at Duke University Medical Center. I, I you know I, we basically were there the entire time. I don't think we had one hour together um without being with Ariella. And even there high lifeline from the Miami from the Florida office were sending gifts and they came out a few times. So they tracked us around from from Chop in Philadelphia to, to Duke. And then you know unfortunately after after eight and a half years Ariella passed away. But um, you know we after the music program, you know what we what we discovered and I guess my wife discovered also, was that it's one thing to give money and it's it's nice to do something in the honor of a child, but if, you're, if you put yourself into it and if you do something where, you know, you're physically doing it, whether you're cycling or whether you're, whether you're you, know, um, you know, it's a career, somehow it means more and it, you feel it. Uh,
0: Often people will say the easiest thing to do is write a check, not to minimize the people who are writing checks. Right, it's wonderful. <laughs> but uh, we hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, Ariella was a camper in camp or not?
13: No, she wasn't well enough to be, right. to be in camp. She had an immune disorder and so she got sick very easily. I was hoping at some point she'd be able to go, but that never happened. In fact, I didn't even know about Camp Sempre at the time we were being helped by high Life Lifeline. I just assumed that's what high Life Lifeline does. Right, understood. So. Uh, other parents, uh, based on
0: what we've been told, you you speak to other parents and help them through these situations. What about other parents who ride in Bike for a Chai? Are there others like yourself who are riders mm-hmm. now?
13: There are some. I. I at some of the bereavement, uh, you know, we actually, as a group, some of the parents went to uh, Camp Simca during the off season, and I did. I had mentioned that I was doing this, and I think a few other, a few <laughs> of the parents do it. But um, it's becoming, it's becoming a popular thing to do. It's, uh, you know, the one th- interesting thing about um, about the ride is that, you know, for all of the money that's raised and all that, the, it's, a, it's amazing how much people are getting back. Not just because they feel great about what they're doing, but there are guys that have lost hundred. 150 pounds there are guys that have had high, high blood pressure even my doctor told me he said he's heard what how much i was riding he said your cholesterol is way down the test came back my cholesterol is way down right. so you know cumulatively all of these riders that are getting healthy they're benefiting also okay. and their families will benefit in the long run absolutely um and their children
0: you know, earlier we spoke with somebody who was he a camper at one point and therefore walks into camp with a completely different perspective, sort of a, you know, I I know this place better than you guys do. Uh, I was a staff member there as well. When you're a parent and doing this ride, I would assume thoughts are going through your mind that others are not thinking about during those 180 miles. Yeah. What would you call
13: it? Emotional? It's, Um, well, you know, yeah, it's emotional, sure. You know, when when... Biking is primarily about climbing because you've got ups and downs, but the downs go by pretty fast. Right. So you're pretty much most of the, the time The downs climbing. don't dominate. Huh? No, <laughs> you're mostly climbing. And as I'm climbing, I'm thinking of a struggle. And, you know, that if you, you climb and you work at it and you grow from it, and it's the same way when you're taking care of a sick child because, you know, on the surface, how could you possibly get through this? But you work and you struggle and, you know, you do what you can. And you benefit from it, and you get stronger. And that's uh, yeah, the power Well, off. I think we get stronger from hearing from people like you. Thank you. Uh, I hope a lot of
0: people responded to your plea and have helped uh, you fundraise for the event. Absolutely, they did. And yeah. anybody who wants to uh, look up, look up Avram Horenstein on the website, they could sponsor you right now. if They go to bike dot com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. A pleasure. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Meeting some amazing people, as usual. Miriam Al-Wallack is here.
2: You know, last year... <coughs> Um, I wasn't here. and Mark No, did we were looking
0: all over for you. Now yeah. I understand. You
2: weren't looking that hard because I wasn't here. Yeah. And not Mark did a phenomenal job, and Jamie and the whole team did a... W- you know, the entire experience was... Oh, was don't
0: forget ZK, right? because you're naming names. I am naming names, <laughs> yep.
2: Anuprami, and you know anyone else is Mayor va- And you, is
0: Mary Cruder somewhere?
2: You, you were here. Anyway, yeah. um, I very much felt left out of the experience because everyone kept talking about it. How incredible it's it! Like was. The whole Jewish
0: world talks about it. It's amazing.
2: Right, but everyone was. I mean, this broadcast last year truly touched a tremendous amount of people. I know that it personally touched Jamie, and I. I w- I get it. I completely get it. It's it's an unbelievably humbling experience and you and I and this entire team have had numerous opportunities to be exposed and w- to and work with phenomenal organizations. But this is beyond phenomenal organizations because these are phenomenal individuals who are putting so much of themselves into what they're doing and and especially, you have parents, you have family members. We met yeah. somebody before whose daughter is presently going through chemo who was riding.
0: Right. I'm glad you used the word experiences because one of the things we've already discovered in the early part of this show is that riders have different things on their mind depending on their experiences right. as they're doing this. And I, I pinpointed to, the, to the, uh, the person we were speaking to who uh, was a staff member in camp. Right that he, you know, walks into camp or rides into camp and is, has a completely different perspective. And one of the things I wanted to mention to him, actually, which I, I just didn't find the right... T- I didn't think it was the appropriate time to do it, and I'm sure it'll come up at some point during this show. Uh, people like him meet plenty of uh, people in Camp Simpa who are not around the following year. Right. And who are, you know, who are getting all this joy, energy, and excitement for what might be the last... Go round for them, so to speak, and we haven't even spoken about that yet. You know what that perspective is like. Uh, you know, counselors and staff members who encounter and deal with that type of situation.
2: Well, I part. was, uh, I was fascinated when you asked him about being in touch with former counselors, right, right. and I was wondering whether you were going to ask him if he was in touch with co-campers, Right. and I. Very much appreciated the fact that you stopped at the water's edge almost to say, you know what, let's not.
0: Yeah, it wasn't for that one, but I'm right. sure it'll come up at some point. Okay, what are we doing?
2: Well, we're going to go to a song. We'll
0: go to a song. More coming up, everybody. Keep it right here at JM and the AM. It is a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast, and we get an opportunity tomorrow on Thursday to have uh, Keep Alive, the a cappella group, in our studio. They will be joining us at JM and the AM live in studio for a. Uh, For a performance of a cappella selections. Here's Cole Ish at J M and the AM.
9: (tries) Shivtecha, Hema, Hema,
0: get to close out the hour that we spend uh, before the uh, morning of the event of Bike for Chai with, of course, the leader of Chai Lifeline, and that is Rabbi Simcha Scholar. A pleasure to be with you again at Bike for Chai. It's
14: my pleasure to be with you, and it's really quite an exciting time here. Now, the thousands of people that are here, the thousands of people that are participating, it seems like Bike for Chai has uh, become the premier event uh, in the Jewish community, and um, it's really inspirational that so many so many people come out for uh, High Lifeline. You know, it, we were speaking off the air about the
0: genesis of this entire ride. And it's, of course, when one gentleman wanted to get his bicycle to camp. You're obviously very familiar with the story. we yeah, told I it on the say, air.
14: Because he, spo- he was supposed to get
0: thrown out of camp because right. of that. And instead, <laughs> ra- raised about $10,000. People sponsored him no, to I go, go from Lakewood, I believe it was, all the way up to camp uh, by yeah, bicycle. Yeah. That's how the whole thing started. The concept began. And, uh, you know, to talk about taking a, you know, a negative or, you know, a, a, a somewhat of a setback and making such a positive out of it. And then tonight we meet, and during the show we meet people who have had the most drastically difficult circumstances with their own children or with themselves, and they have turned it into such an exhilarating experience, whether it being sponsoring something for High Lifeline and Chem Simcha that lives on forever, whether, it be, whether it's uh, riding in this ride and raising a tremendous amount of money, somebody who is actually a patient and a staff member at Camp Simfa is now here today ready to ride for the cause. It's just incredible what people do in the face of adversity.
14: I, th- I think that's really the, the the essence and the power of the Jewish people to be able to take what is to be considered an adversity an obstacle and turn it into an opportunity. I mean we're now in the three weeks and of course there's a lot of, lot of obstacles that have happened to the Jewish people uh, throughout throughout time in the memorial, uh, but the, the power of the galut, the power of the exile is that we are able to take darkness and add some light to it. And I think that's what's happening over here. People are taking a sport. Uh, and and it's a uh, it's a difficult sport, and they're turning it into something that's very holy for a very holy cause. And and they're and they're not only doing it for themselves, but they're uh, recruiting others to this mission. It's something very very special. It is amazing. And it's, and it's really a it's a really an altruistic mitzvah and it's, in its in its 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 greatest sense. Uh, and you know, taking a sport which was normally associated with something that was not uh, to be spiritual. Uh, Hanukkah was all about the Greek methodology of of sport. and Taking the sport and turning it around to something that's spiritual, I think that's a great thing. It is
0: incredible. And you're obviously familiar that tens of thousands of people are donating to the cause now each year, just through Bike for Chai, aside from all the other great things you're doing. And uh, thousands of them likely at some point, either now or through the archives, will hear this conversation. What do you say to a community that collectively has embraced this cause through this event the way they have?
14: I believe that Chai Lifeline is not an organization that belongs to an individual. It is a movement that belongs to the Jewish community. And everyone that participates in Chai Lifeline, in for high and in any um, aspect of Chai Lifeline, is is really just participating in our work of taking care of uh, these children that are affected by illness, both personally, physically, or, or if their parents are sick. but. It's, it's, it's our families, it's our children, and it's our organization. It belongs to everyone until the Mashiach will come, when God willing, there'll be no, there'll be no, uh, no reason need. for it to, to exist anymore. Someone mentioned earlier that when their child
0: was in Durham, North Carolina, High Lifeline of Miami made sure to take care of them. Now, North Carolina and Miami are not exactly <laughs> very close to each other geographically. It depends where what, what school you went to, <laughs> <laughs> Yet they took the responsibility to yeah. do what they could for them hundreds of miles away. High Lifeline
14: has 13 regional offices throughout the world. We basically cover all the major Jewish communities and the major treatment centers. Um, and uh, either we do it through our physical office in that region or through satellite um, offices or volunteers throughout. I mean, we deal with close to 5,000 families on a daily basis. Wow. So, uh, you know, we... But I mean, we're basically centered in the mega-Jewish communities: uh, New York, uh, Baltimore, Miami, Chicago, L.A., Montreal, Toronto, Manchester, London, Antwerp, and in Israel, all, all, all over Israel. So, I mean, the camp actually has children from, from South America, from South right. Africa, from Australia, and of so course, all over the U.S. and Canada. All, all over the U.S. and it's really remarkable. It's uh, it's it's it, to see the the different types of participants. It's also remarkable to see the different types of volunteers and counselors that are in Camp Simcha. You know, in every camp you have one type you have one type of counselor, one type of environment you all come from. In Camp Simcha, they're coming from all the different types of schools, all the different variations of the community. And it's a beautiful thing that they're able just to share a bunk and share a course together. It's America's one and only Jewish moments
0: in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting with, the, with our mobile studio of the uh, Sony and Robert Gold Studios, normally from Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org and on the NSN app. You know, we spoke earlier of the different perspectives that people have when they get to camp. One of the reasons you're on so early each year, by the way, I should point out, is because you're so busy at, the, at Camp Simcha. It's impossible for you to join us when we're there. So you're here with us when we, when we start this program on, on Tuesday night with all the uh, cyclists and participants. And, uh, and, by the way, I hope the pasta party went well, because obviously that's one of the most important parts of the whole event, see, the pasta I, party.
14: You obviously didn't eat for no, the I had, I, <laughs> I had
0: some, but I just hope it collectively went well. Uh, one of the things we pointed out with all the different experiences people have, so somebody who was a patient and ended up being a staff member rides into Camp Simcha with obviously certain thoughts in mind. And those who unfortunately had children who fell victim to these diseases and decided to ride, they're riding into camp with certain thoughts in mind. When you see... As the director of Chai Lifeline now for 30 years, 25? Almost 30 30 years. years. When you see those riders come in on Thursday afternoon with the world's greatest finish line at that very, very special camp of Camp Simcha, what are your thoughts?
14: My first thought is incredible gratitude to God that uh, has given us the the opportunity to create such an event and um, be able to do such holy work for His children. And I, and I try to always keep that in the front of my consciousness, because that's really the focus here. That, that's what we're all about. We're all about doing a mitzvah. We're all about doing something for Him up there. Um, and I see, I see, on a, on a very practical sense, I see an incredible organization of individuals and volunteers that have taken this logistical nightmare, in a sense, you know, and they've been able to work it out to its finest detail. I see the children being so elated by, by. People coming and caring for them I, and I see this combination of organization and individual mm. I, and I see this energy it's the the energy that's there I think you, know, you were there last year the yeah, energy yeah. that's there is absolutely remarkable um, and, and, and um, it's, it's, it's there's only one word I can use for this this is, a, this is a kiddush Hashem this is sanctifying God's name to see the community come together for the sake of a, of a, of a real purpose Uh, It's something very special. And it's amazing.
0: Every neighborhood now, every segment. We we were speaking to Team Cyclists before, (laughs) pointing out how every segment of the Jewish world is now involved and they feel it's part of their community and that they're part of it. The volunteer effort is amazing and your staff. I mean, I'm sure you go out of your way to hire the best people, but it's obvious from the way things are set up here, it's such a massive operation. You're dealing with really high-qualified people who know what they're doing.
14: Besides their professional expertise, the quality of the high-lifeline professional is that they are all heart, and they give of themselves 125%. It's something special. You know, they, There's no such thing as day or night. They're always available. They're always on call. As we talk about this, what's going on right now, you have this magnanimous event here called uh, Bike for Chai, you have Camp Simcha going on, you have the regular Lechai Lifeline going on all, all over the world. There are emergencies happening, kids are getting diagnosed, emergencies are happening in different parts of the world, they're handling it all, uh, because it's all about doing what we're doing the best way we can for the individual. And one of the things we should point out, we
0: said this last year when you were on, There are a lot of people in very difficult situations out there health-wise. You've seen miracles. We always say this. You've seen miracles. Unfortunately, you've seen a lot of other things as well. But you have seen a lot of positive results, a lot of great doctors, a lot of great messengers of God who are there to help and know what to do. And you've seen a lot of
14: families really bounce back many, many times. I've been at weddings where they said that somebody would never survive. I've been a sandik at, at at a Bris. I've held the baby when they said this girl will never have a child. I, I, I've seen it all. I've I've um I've seen it all, and I've seen, you know, you see the Lord, uh, his his hand all over the place. No question and about it. You that. see people giving back. You know we have counts today in, in Camp Simcha who are campers. I know that was we incredible. Have, um, <laughs> you know it's it's an incredible thing. It's uh, uh it's really just an incredible thing. It's uh it's a movement. The cha- has changed my Life has changed the world by how we view the sick and the disabled and the needy in our community. Uh, that we have to address it. And we believe that a lot of organizations uh, came from our um, chutzpah in a sense of, 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 you know, of bringing out uh, to, the, to the front. Recognizing and, the need of dealing and dealing with and, it. And, we, and we've coached a lot of organizations actually to, to come about. Uh, a lot of different needs in our community and, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to address them in the best way possible. Um, at the time that we're doing this
0: Conversation, and obviously, there'll be a lot more 12 hours from now when this is actually on the air. Uh, over six and a half million dollars, people can still contribute. Uh, bike 4 com bike the number 4 com They can choose a member, they can choose a team, they
14: can choose whatever they want. <laughs> just make sure. They can even do it in New honor They class. can <laughs> even do it in our oh, I <laughs> don't even <laughs> have to <laughs> ride. <laughs> <laughs> i can get an honorary biker. I love it. <And> actually, <laughs> actually, somebody just offered me a $100,000 to bike. I said, but my life insurance policy is <laughs> <the other thing>. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, is, she'll be, she'll be uh, a.
0: <laughs> the business deal would <laughs> work out. <laughs> um, personal note before we wrap up, our scholar was a very close friend of my late brother who passed away from yes. cancer. Yes. And I am proud to say, talk about a positive, that there are people who now have been saved because of our push to get people screened with endoscopies yes, yes. because of his passing. 100%. So, 100%. you know, uh, obviously we miss him dearly, but uh, that I was able to stand where he is now in Sanhedrin last week and say to him, I have good news for you, we're, we're continuously saving lives because of you, it is an unbelievable feeling. He
14: was one of my um, mentors in my younger years. That's for sure. He uh, influenced me greatly, and I, I miss him. I really do. And he was a good man. And... And his memory is, uh, is special. Thank you so much, Rabbi Scholar. Continued success. Thank you.
0: Thank you all. An amazing job being done by High Lifeline, Camp Simchan. We're there Thursday for the greatest finish line ever. Thank you, Rabbi Scholar. Executive Vice President, of course. Exe- am I right? Or am I shortchanging it? Executive Vice President, <laughs> High Lifeline, doing an amazing job. We will continue with more the next time you hear us. We will actually be at the starting line on Wednesday morning, getting ready for the big start of the high lifeline bike for a high thank you for listening to jm in the a.m and now our transition has begun it is now wednesday morning very early wednesday morning here at jm in the a.m as we are at the bike for a high and uh, sitting literally right next to the start line where uh, in just a little while there will be over uh, uh, 400 riders i believe am i right
15: I think uh, close to 500 riders. Close to 500 riders
0: at this point. Rabbi Sully Freed is here. He's director of the New Jersey region of High Lifeline, executive director of Bike for High. Good early morning to you, Rabbi Freed.
15: Good morning, Nachum. How are you? hope you got
0: some sleep last night. Well, of course. How could you not in this luxurious hotel? A beautiful place, the Crown Plaza here in Stamford. And uh, they're taking very good care of you and your team, I hope.
15: Yes, they absolutely are. It's just in terms of... The energy and in terms of the logistics that we have to take care of, it's hard to sleep at times. Oh, that's <laughs> for sure, uh, Rabbi Freed. So it's close to 500
0: riders, and uh, we know that uh, as of uh, last night, close to seven million dollars has been raised. Uh, that figure continues to go up, which is pretty amazing, and people can continue to contribute at bikeforchai.com. Uh, so I'm sure some people are already wondering if you've outgrown the place, if this has gotten so big and the Jewish community has responded so well that uh, you may have outgrown this facility already.
15: Right. Interestingly enough, um, when people ask us what's the limit and why we had a waiting list this past year, you know, the open road has enough, has enough space for a lot of riders and my incredible team that puts together um, this most professional cycling event out there can definitely accommodate more riders. But it's really the two challenges that face us in terms of accommodating more riders is, one, hotel space. we were confined by hotels that... Um, that have to be in certain locations in a midweek event, which is, and we're only taking one night in a hotel for a large group. Right. And corporate hotels can be difficult. And the second is camp. There is, you know, we're dealing with a camp that's, you know, dealing with very sick children, and there's a limit of how many people we can bring into camp. So that's really what confines us to being able to go much um, larger than 500. Um, we had a very large waiting list this past year, and we probably sold out. Um, I know we it opened up registration in January, first like pre-registration for past riders, but once we opened it up to the public, it sold out within 24 hours. Isn't it amazing how, <laughs> how just a couple of weeks ago we were
0: uh, using much lower figures in terms of riders, now we're close to 500, a lot of people at the last minute want
15: to join this incredible rush, this incredible push to be part of it? Um, I don't think that in terms of the ridership number really gets established already in January. Um, I think the big crush where we see that last-minute crush is in fundraising. It's incredible how much gets raised in the last 10 days. Right. The last 10 days is really when people get into it and excited and have a tremendous push. And we're told that tens of thousands of people participate, big and small contributions. East. And Bike uh, for um is incredible not only in the amount that it raises but what's incredible is the amount of people and individual donors there, there's so much value and there is such beauty in a guy that's raising thirty six hundred and five thousand dollars not only because thirty six hundred five thousand dollars is a lot of money but some people put tremendous effort into that and and i always say this bike um, for success is not just in the money that's raised but it's in the incredible commitment that people are putting into it. And when someone goes out there and raises $3,600 from 50, 60, 70 donors, um, the children and families of High Lifeline know it and feel it and see that people are out there putting this effort in just for them.
0: All right, tell me about this morning, by Fried. Uh, what's going to happen over the next couple hours before we get to the actual start of the ride. Uh, A lot of logistics has to fall into place and it seems based on our experience last year
15: that somehow it does. Right. So as everybody's sleeping, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of logistics happening. There are people out on the road already um, putting out signage throughout the night. Um, We can't go ahead and put it out days in advance because then it gets taken away or um, et cetera. So we have, I think, 250 Signs that are meticulously going up throughout the route, from letting you know where rest stops are, to letting you know, um, to to letting you know, um, encouraging lines. We have ch- pictures of children along the route, along certain hills, tell you, don't worry, um, you know, you can do this. Um, as well as our rest stop volunteers and rest stop groups and crews are already out on the road, getting ready to set up, and uh, you know the the. Luggage volunteers um, are setting up already. There's a tremendous amount that's happening behind the scenes. But when the riders get up, they will hopefully get in their, you know, their, their food, their their energy drinks, etc. It's davening now at five o'clock, and then, and then they have to go and change and check in their luggage. It's like an airport. Your luggage <laughs> gets checked in, and then when they get to the hotel tonight, their luggage hopefully will be in their room, so they can come in, shower. And go to their room and straight to celebrations. Unbelievable! Uh, all this, uh, all this planning began
0: after last year's race, essentially. Mour- morning after. The Fri- morning after. The Friday, race. Friday after. All right. So you get a couple of days, and then <laughs> there's, no, there's no, couple of days. <laughs> Not even Ahameta a couple all. of days. <laughs> it just starts no right away the next right morning. Away, right away. I mean,
15: there's planning. The question is, if we, you know what routes we'll take next year, and that we were already planning dates and hotels for next year. Unbelievable. Rabbi Srili Fried is here. Are other fundraising uh, events
0: asking for your help, asking for your advice when it comes to cycling events of this magnitude?
15: Sure. Um, I try to help out as as many as possible. You know, Bike for Kai definitely spurred a lot of interest in other... Um, organizations running similar type of events, um, and we think that we have the expertise to help out others, and there is room for other events to to happen as well.
0: It's amazing how many different departments have to work in sync in order to make this work properly, and for it to go off without a hitch, or at least what it looks like to us without a hitch.
15: incredible, incredible amount of uh, manpower needs, and we have 350 volunteers. We have, um, besides uh, staff under me, Four full time people working on Bike for Chai throughout the year. There is uh, Beth and Bob, which is a company that produces the actual ride. There is leaders from SAG, from communications, and from from rest stops, from medical to hotel logistics. They have a whole operation running just camp. It's just absolutely incredible what it takes to pull off. But I'll tell you, Nahum, what gives me the greatest source of pride is that I wear a lot of dual hats within Chai Lifeline, so I have my responsibilities as executive director of Bike for High, Um, but I'm a social worker and I run the New Jersey, Pennsylvania region of High Lifeline. And what gives me the greatest pride is that the services of High Lifeline do not get interrupted due to Bike for High. This morning in my office, there's a staff meeting that's going to be dealing with exactly what needs to be done for children in hospitals over the next week. And Bike for Chai does not interrupt it at all, only enhances it.
0: Which is unbelievable. Uh, When you wake up and it's weather like this, or when you don't wake up, but actually come down in the morning and it's weather like this, uh, do you breathe a big sigh of
15: relief? We definitely do because weather is everything. um, From, you know, safety to how many people we're going to have to pick up in SAG support vehicles. So this is the second year in a row that, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu God has been incredibly good to us and he's been incredibly good to us. Um, throughout this event and we have to give a tremendous thanks to Hashem for this incredible event, event. Um, but but I'll tell you Nachum, we've had this event in pouring rain and people had a great time yeah I think I've seen uh, videos of that there's rain there's heat there's everything but thank God today should be beautiful weather
0: looks like it looks like tomorrow as well and uh, that means the transition to tomorrow should go nicely and uh, then of course the world's greatest finish line when tomorrow everybody enters camp or the riders enter camp And you see an incredible celebration and uh, a a, a real sense of accomplishment, not just uh, among the riders. It seems that everybody around them, as they gather and celebrate with them, also feel a great sense of accomplishment.
15: It's a tremendous accomplishment, and there's only one way for me to describe the, the finish line, which is that if you haven't been there, there's no way to explain it properly. We can talk about the celebration. We can talk about the energy. The, the emotion, the sense of accomplishment, but ultimately you need to be there. Yeah, it's really, really experience. It's it. really
0: exhilarating, and the growth of this ride in such a short period of time—just a few years—is mm-hmm. absolutely astounding.
15: Absolutely, we see, see tremendous yata d'shma'ayah in this whole event.
0: Right, because just a few years ago we were talking about a few riders, and if you go way back, we're talking about one rider who decided. Right, 2009, to, correct? Right, who decided who left
15: from my office, and then in 2010 is when. So no, it was Lakewood had, where he left from. Yes, absolutely. And 2010 is when we had lay leadership um, that came in and, and really took it to the next level.
0: And we should mention that one of the teams has raised over $1 million, which is Correct. pretty amazing. Team
15: Meridian has raised over $1 million, and they, they put tremendous effort into that, um, really working all their contacts. And it really it's not just that they raised a $1 million, but they inspire others to raise as well.
0: And I assume the website will continue to remain active even after the ride for people to continue yes. to donate and uh, help out to whatever degree they can. Absolutely. bike dot bike number 4 com. Rabbi Fried, good luck today. Looks like you're anticipating a great start and a wonderful beginning to this uh, incredible two days and uh, should be remarkable, as thank it always is. Thank you so much, Nahum. A pleasure. Rabbi Surly Freed, who's director of the New Jersey region of High Lifeline, executive director of Bike for Chai. Uh, one of the people that's working very hard <laughs> to make sure that this two-day event is in fact spectacular. Michael Harbader is here. It is his first ride. He considers himself, or at least we're told, that he's one of the older cyclists on this tour. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, How was your night? Was it calm? Was it serene? With anything
16: but. <laughs> anything but. the The, the hotel... It was absolutely fused with energy last night, the likes of which I don't recall ever seeing. I've been in this hotel for other events, uh, um, Shabbatot and things like that, where we had more people but nowhere near the energy. At
0: what point did you decide that you're going to do this ride?
16: I was thinking about it last year before the ride, but I had prior commitments. My grandson did the ride last year at the age of 16 mm. by himself. And I kind of picked up his energy, his vibes, and I told myself last year, I've got to do this. I've got to get involved.
0: I'm really curious what it's like this morning for you. Nervousness,
16: anxiety,
0: wondering what the next couple of days will be like.
16: I put tremendous energy, tremendous consciousness into training since last December. Um, So much so that for the last few months, uh, I haven't seen as much of my wife as I should. (laughs) Uh, She complains I see more of the bicycle than her. (laughs) And um, I collected money from people on the proposition that I'll do this ride, you give the money. Well, they gave the money. Now it's my turn to do my end and try and bike this 180 miles. Right. Uh, Is today... Once today
0: is out of the way, so to speak, the rest you're anticipating will go rather easily, or it doesn't work that way?
16: That'll depend on how I feel when I try to get out of bed tomorrow morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the most you've ever ridden one day? 103 miles. Oh, so this is not
16: like unusual for you, so to speak. I've been training, I've done thousands of miles. But I've never quite done 110 miles with the kind of elevation we have to do today and follow that up at 7.30 the next morning with another 75 and the kind of elevation we're doing tomorrow. Right. Well, how do you anticipate the reception at uh, Camp Simcha, based on what you've heard? Uh, Bike for Chai and Chai Lifeline put out a video each year of the the year's event. I've seen the 2015 video more times than I can count. Uh, I, I can I can picture it. I can see it. I can feel it. Uh, I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen when we get to camp. And, and incidentally, as part of my training, a few weeks ago, I did the last 40 miles of this ride. I went to New Jersey, left from New Jersey, mm. and actually rode up to camp because I had heard how hard the last uh, 10 or 12 miles was. And I wanted to see for myself. So I've actually seen Camp Simcha and... That too is incredible. How did the last forty go? Uh, it was tough, but the weather was much hotter and more humid than it is today, and, mm-hmm. and we lucked out weather-wise.
0: So you must be walking into this ride with a great deal of confidence. You've done hundreds of miles. You did the last forty already up to camp.
16: I'm walking into this ride hoping for tremendous, tremendous sati. See <laughs> the <laughs> I
0: can imagine. Uh, how was it difficult or easy to raise money for this cause? I.
16: I thought I'd have a tremendous amount of trouble raising. I'm not I'm not a, a schnurrer. I'm not a collector by nature. Uh, I don't like hitting people up. Somehow, I found this to be n- n- not too hard. Um, I'm in business, so I approached vendors and customers as well, responded very, very generously. I uh, sent emails out to my family. I've sent out multiple t- emails since January when I first signed up. I set a goal. Uh, of ten thousand dollars, hoping I could get there, I raised it in stages seven times to twenty three thousand and as of this morning i 'm at twenty two five Wow,
0: very nice miles of on that tremendous accomplishment. Michael Harbater among the uh, older riders it 's his first ride, and he is going to be taking off from this very spot within the next couple of hours and We wish you the best of luck. thank you very much, Nachum. Thank you very much and congratulations and to all the riders we say congratulations. Uh, this is JM in the AM. We are uh, at Bike for High. We are now at the start line, which will be uh, which will be filled with people in just the next couple of hours. People who are riding for High Lifeline, you can go ahead and donate by going to the website at uh, bikeforchai.com. Again, that's bike number four chai.com, and you're able at that point to uh, to dedicate your donation to any specific rider or any specific team. As of this morning, it gets closer and closer to $7 million, which is an incredible amount. Morty Liebavics, is it? Correct. Morty Liebavics is here, Team Symphony from Chicago, Illinois. And it's Donald Davis is here, Team Symphony, riding for his first year, uh, also from Chicago, Illinois. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good looks morning. Looks like you have the vim and vigor <laughs> for people who want to get up and ride 180 miles for the children of High Lifeline. Am I accurate? Spot on. Uh, (laughs) Spot on. We are
17: uh, nothing more than, uh, no better place I want to be than 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, The start line of the the ride. Yeah, the start line of the ride, exactly. How does it feel It being the first year for you? Um, For me, it's uh, nervous, uh, exciting, and just uh, not sure what to expect. You watch the videos for the whole year while you're training and you 're not sure what the etiquette and the protocol is, and you know and, and just making sure you can handle it, but um, i just can 't wait i can 't wait to just uh, just be in it already and just,
0: hit the uh, road huh? hit the road. How long was this training process for you? Um,
18: well, for me, it was actually two years, believe it or not, because uh, I signed up two years ago, and then a week before the ride last year, I got sick hi. my doctor didn 't let me go, so it 's been a two year process, so the excitement has really been building. And uh, just can't wait to hit the road. Is this your first time? My first time. So for both of you, it's
0: the first time. Yes, this is uh, Team Chicago, first yeah. year. It's the first time that Team Chicago is first. How many people are in Team Chicago? We're 12 guys. Very nice. Boy, oh, boy. Morty's our captain. He uh, put it
17: together. We started training. Surly came out to Chicago March. We were just looking at the date yesterday, March 3rd. free came out to Chicago he said, we got to get a team from Chicago That's going. That's pretty recent, March 3rd. Yeah, March yeah. 3rd. So uh started training probably March 4th. I don't know if that's a Shabbos or a Friday, but it was <laughs> we, we
0: started training so, pretty much after So that. how does one start training? For those who are listening and are wondering if they could sneak into this ride next year, what's the process? How well, does well, it begin?
18: Chicago is one of those cities where you only get to ride six months out of the year, right. so uh, it's a little bit more challenging than uh, if you live in L.A. or one of those cities. But, uh, you know, we try to uh, ride at least three, four times a week, and uh, as the months continued, just build up the mileage uh you know, until we got to the point where we were ready to go. Another interesting challenge the Chicago uh, folks uh, get to experience is that Chicago is flat. Right. And I understand there's some hills today. So they is, say. Did anybody hear yeah. about the hills? Our <laughs> previous guest actually went
0: and did the last 40 miles up to camp at some point. I'm wondering, you guys being, you know, a thousand miles away, if you're wondering what that's like. We have been run- wondering and trying to
17: imitate it in Chicago, riding out to places like Barrington Hills, Illinois, um, trying to get that feel for the elevation because there is nothing scarier than those emails from Yoli and from Surly saying, "Don't worry, the elevation's only like eight thousand feet, and things like that." And we're like doing twenty-five hundred, maybe on a great day in in one of our training days. But it's like Morty said, it's it's building it up, and just uh, there's the distance, and there's going to you know going for the for the long rides, which the wives hate. And then there's the uh and then there's the elevation, which is just something you don't really know until you're on it. And uh hopefully uh with the team and with the adrenaline and with everybody around you, they'll pull pull us up the
0: hill. Morty and the here, Team Symphony. Why is it called Team Symphony?
17: Team Symphony is for Symphony Healthcare. Symphony Post Acute Network actually is the correct name. David Hartman is the uh, CEO of that company, and he got our fundraising off to a great start, giving us thirty-six thousand um, dollars when we first started this. We didn't know what to expect from the whole community. You know, High Lifeline is a great, great organization, and they do a lot of a lot of fundraising in Chicago. But for our team, we said, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to get someone who wants to name the team for thirty-six thousand, kick off our towards a hundred thousand uh, dollar. Uh, benchmark, and he jumped right in, so David Hartman, thank you so much, Um, Symphony Post-Acute Network, so we named
0: it Team Symphony, and then the rest is history. Well, rightfully so, so Team Symphony from Chicago, 12 people, how different do you feel physically than from before this training process? From before, well, (laughs) we feel great now.
17: (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I lost 25 pounds training, so I feel different physically. Um, Morty's a beast, so, like he said, he's been doing it for two years, it's like, for him, it's just, uh, it's just routine. For me, I was up at four o'clock, and just, okay, do I put on the jersey already, I'm going downstairs, you know, you're just like...
1: Yeah, you look like, you look like you have a lot of
17: energy. Yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm, you're ready for this thing to start now. I'm ready to go, I, I, you know, we gotta, we gotta dive in first, so I gotta get get that done, but, yeah... It looks like you
0: were thinking of a practice run (laughs) this morning.
17: (laughs) I think it's everybody thought of the elevator on the way down, like, where's he going? (laughs) We're not starting for, like, three hours, but, uh... Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Good Collectively,
18: luck. as a team, I think we've lost a couple hundred pounds. So uh, yes, it's been fun watching everybody disappear and uh, <laughs> getting to the point where we are today. Uh, we're gonna try to stick together on the ride, and uh, the idea here is it's a ride, not a race. Right, and uh, we're really looking to have a great time.
0: And I assume the team will try its best to uh, uh, at the same time to all get into camp at the same time and uh, and finish the ride at the same time. Sure. Sure finishing that finish
17: line like uh like I heard on your pre- from your previous guest. Um you can't watch that video enough times. You watch it and the the uh the goosebumps and the the feeling of that it's it's the world's best finish line. I think that's uh the best line ever. No pun intended. <laughs> good point. Did you sleep at all last night? Yeah, Very slept good. uh
0: slept for about 4 or 5 hours. So you were able to uh to take that energy and just relax. Drew. Yeah. <laughs> For a little while. Well, I wish uh, both Nisano and Morty, Team Symphony out of Chicago, Illinois, the best of luck. We'll be looking for you at the start line. We'll be looking for you at the finish line tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. you guess, Thanks Chicago? for having us on. Anybody who wants to uh, support High Lifeline, you can find them, by the way. You can search online on the website and find the uh, the names Nisano Davis and Morty Leibovics. Anybody out there from Chicago who wants to do that or from anywhere else, and you can sponsor them or any other rider. Um, ...or any other writer during uh, Bike for Chai... ...or even after Bike for Chai... ...go to the website, bikeforchai.com... Uh, ...Rabbi David Goldwasser's words... Esther <laughs> ...Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser
19: with Morning Chizuk... ...Good morning... ...we're going to be continuing with our series on Chinuch ...Education... ...the author of Kelm used to interpret the Posuk... ...That even when a person gets older... And he has no one to educate him. He should continue to be Mechanech himself. He should give himself Musar. The Gemara in Ksubis tells us about Yoshovet HaMelech. When the Melech used to see a Tamun he would stand up from his throne, he would hug him and kiss him, he would call him Rebi, Rebi, murri murri We see from this that even when he was older and had already had the honor of the kingdom, with all of this, he was still he gave honor to Torah scholars. We don't find there was another person giving him Musar. We must say, therefore, that he gave himself Musar all of his days. In the Sheles and Shuvah Shal, it says that we learn from here that if a person would be sitting holding the Sefer Torah and his Rebbe would walk in front of him, if there's no place to rest the Sefer, a person would have to stand even if it means that the Sefer Torah will also stand. Where do we see this from? From and HaMelech. We know that Amalech has the Sefer Torah continually in his hand. Yet, we see that he stood up for the Tamur Chacham. Hagon Rav Shon Shvadron was a mashkiach in Yeshiva Tiferes Tzvi. The Yeshiva once had the great privilege that is, the Kanba Musar, HaGoyen Rav Elia Lopian came to visit. He gave a shear for the bochrim of the yeshiva. Just as Rav Lopian was about to open the door to leave, Rav Shvadron lay down on the floor. The Talmidim didn't know what was going on. Rav Shvadron should do such a thing? After the great Goin left, Rav Shvadron went to the bim and said, I will explain to you my actions. Chazal tell us, mizabek ba'afragleim, in the dust of their feet. It's not metaphorical. It's not allegorical. It is real Torah chinuch. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning. Good morning, chinuch <laughs> Torah education. All right, sorry
0: about that. (laughs) JM and the AM are by David Goldwasser's Morning Chizuk, and I thank her by Goldwasser. Anybody who wants to support Bike for High, as tens of thousands have already done, and we are here at the starting line, uh, not feeling the excitement of the start line yet because we're still uh, here way in advance as people are davening chakras and uh, making their final preparations before coming out here. Uh, but soon it's going to be a very, very exciting site and an unbelievable place to be. The start line with hundreds of riders, close to 500, heading to um, a Camp Simcha over these two days, 180 miles. shulam Yeager is a USA cycling Cat 3 road cyclist. I like reading this as if I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it means he's competed in 25 qualifying races with a minimum of 10 top 10 finishes with fields of 30 or more riders or 20-pack finishes with fields of more than 50 riders. It's his first year with uh, Bike for a high, Shalom Yeager, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Where are you from?
20: I'm from LA.
0: Oh, Los Angeles. There you go. Um, so how does one get to this point where you're, you know, <laughs> it seems to me, ra- racing on a regular basis on your bicycle?
20: Yeah, definitely. Uh, some I've, Bicycles have always been uh, something that I was interested in. I started when I was in yeshiva, and I didn't really get the opportunity to pursue it, which kind of frustrated me a little bit. But once I left yeshiva, I was able to pursue it on my own and dedicate time to training, which is pretty much five or six days a week yeah i can imagine and when it comes to these races is shabbos an issue or are a lot of them taking place on shabbos it can be so that's also another frustrating factor because all the big races and stage racing which is multiple day events right. are where the competition is a lot better uh generally generally have a day on shabbos and if you don't do the day on shabbos you can't do the next day Right. so I mean, I guess I take the opportunities that are given to me. Understood. Uh, so most of these are one-day races or not necessarily? Yeah, th- mostly.
0: Most are one-day races. And all of these, or, or most of the ones you've participated have been in California? Have you been out here before or other areas of the country?
20: I travel a little bit, but mostly within driving distance of my home. So that that's taken me to... I guess within 10 hours right. Arizona Oregon. So silly question, but what is the difference between these riders you're going to be with today and those
0: that you're normally with during these races? I would assume it's a completely different atmosphere and a <laughs> just a, a a obviously much more competitive one uh that you're that you're used to.
20: Yeah, definitely. I mean, guys that are racing generally ride regularly and they have a lot more confidence whether it's True or false in their handling abilities, so they 'll take more risks, and they just generally ride faster and like putting the pain in each other 's legs and just riding really hard and it, I, I, I guess that from you know, from a layman 's standpoint one of the
0: one of the things we 're always curious about is how when riding so closely and at such high speed you know, to other riders and at such high speed you 're able to navigate. To the point where, generally, I would hope <laughs> you avoid collisions and injuries, etc. Isn't that isn't that difficult to do? It,
20: it can it, that can be part of the race. You know, if there's uh, more than like 30 or 40 or 50 racers, then it, it can be challenging to move up in a field. So there are some races that I've been in that were like over 100 racers and very competitive. So part of the skill and your ability as a racer is being able to move up and navigate that chaos. I guess Shalom Yeager's with us. Uh, what is
0: it about cycling? What is it? What's the what's the uh, uh, what's the attraction that makes it so incredible? That makes it such a, an amazing uh, sport to participate in.
20: Well, I guess as a kid when I first got into it, it was my really my first uh, freedom. I I bike to school which was all of a mile or so with my brothers and I was able to go anywhere I wanted pretty much because my parents like, were pretty free with that because it's a bike and how far can you go already, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then and then in Yeshiva it morphed into something a lot bigger because I had a road bike and I was able to go a lot further and there was public transportation that was off limits and places that they I guess didn't want the students to go so right. i was able to kind of do my own thing and not have anybody bother me so it's about freedom it's about being out there and just uh hitting the open road huh? i guess that's what got me into it what got you out here why new york why bike for high i really was interested in it because a lot of the my friends that i ride with in la have been doing it for four or five years and the things that i've heard about the event were very exciting and so far they haven't disappointed. Oh, very and nice. exceeded expectations. And what do
0: you anticipate once you
20: leave the start line here? I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach. I mean, I don't I'm hoping that there will be other guys that are wanting to ride fast and We'll take it from there.
0: So you might be looking to win this leg that starts this well, morning. Well, I
20: wouldn't say it's a race. I just want to understand but I It wouldn't ride.
0: bother you if you are the first person at the hotel tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not <laughs> you at all. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, knowing the group that's here, that there's some competitive nature out there. You'll probably find people who are uh, hitting the open road at as, at as high a speed as they can. Shalom Yeager. Um, ha- and how has the fundraising gone? Have people been supportive of the cause?
20: Definitely. I'm, I lane at a shoal at home. And they put it on their weekly newsletter, and they announced it in show, and that was definitely very beneficial. And Facebook friends, cycling partners, and friends. And I'm handed a note, are you riding with the Tour de France? No. Nope. What, the, what is... No, the,
1: the Tour de France riders who are here
2: who are participating in
0: the race. Ah,
20: okay.
2: Aren't they... G-
0: are you aware of the fact that Tour de France riders are going I'm to I'm aware part?
20: of that, yeah. Uh, it's definitely exciting. I've never met them before. There are some uh, pro riders in L.A. that I get the chance to see and ride with occasionally. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, being in L.A. is a good place for cycling. Well, but, yeah, I mean, these, these are two of the really big names in cycling.
0: Well, good luck. We are putting our uh, money on you to win this uh, first leg starting this morning don't <laughs> disappoint alright the pressure Thank is you. on Shalom Yeager, we're kidding around of course because it's just a ride everybody but it's a ride that raises a tremendous amount of money and does a, a tremendous amount for High Lifeline and Camp Simcha you have an opportunity to support the cause by uh, going to the website bike 4 bike number 4 and uh, you can also watch everything uh, right now on video go to our homepage at com, go to our home screen um uh, at com you could see the entire show as it's going on uh, here from the start line. We are looking at the start line. The shot you're seeing of us is us watching the starting line. And as you would suspect, even an hour or two before the ride begins, there's plenty of work going on and the things being set up at the start of the race. Miriam al Wallach rejoins me. Good morning.
2: I apologize for that note, but as a guy, oh, I apologize. Oh don't,
0: oh, don't worry. I'll hear if, about if, it. It's yeah. now giving us half a day of conversation That's later on. That's
2: great. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is that he hopes to be one of the first people at the hotel tonight, but he's riding against these guys who have competed in the Tour de France.
0: Yeah, but they're not going to.
2: They're not... I mean, he's in it for different...
0: Yeah, this guy... He's a gamer. This guy (laughs) really wants to be the first in the hotel. I, I could only imagine that the Tour de France people look at this completely differently than what they do in their competitive lives, I would guess.
2: Uh, as most people would, you know. One of the things I noticed, though, last night with one of the Tour de France, Tour de France, sorry, I just insulted people, Tour de France.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're used to the uh,
2: exactly riders. Yeah, um, was how he interacted with some of the younger kids last night in wheelchairs and clearly not in, in in great health and just the the affection that you could see one for the other. I mean, there, there's there's a real level of humanity. Um, in this in this ride, there's a real connection. But it was it wasn't it wasn't the Jewish thing. You know, there are uh, obviously we we know last night that this is a this is a community in and of itself. And, and frankly, we're seeing all these, you know, all the hawk, and we're watching all the interactions. And it's always fun to watch. But then you have people who are here for the sake of riding, and who right. are not, they don't know the families, and they don't know the community, but, but they're here, and then they get touched by a child, and, and, and his story, and they've watched the videos, and they understand what it's about, and so this is beyond, no, it's not a race, it's a ride, but, but it's a ride with meaning, and oh, you can taken, see it, right.
0: They're taken by the cause, yeah. and the cause Anybody who observes the work of High Lifeline and anybody who sees the families and children that they service, you can't help but be taken by the whole experience. And last night, as you just mentioned, um, you saw my reaction and, in general, everybody's reaction when some of these children were, in fact, around and it was obvious that there were people teams right. riding for them. You know, it's just uh, it's incredibly inspiring, and uh, you know, you thank God that. Uh, You have what you do have, and that uh, you don't have some of the challenges that others have. And I guess that's universal. I guess that's universal that everybody, even outside the Jewish community, would think that way. Why not?
2: Right. And you look at these guys. I mean, some of these guys are in tip-top shape. Some of these guys, not so much in tip-top shape, but have clearly done all of this training that they're ready for the road ahead. I mean, there's... You you have to give each one of them a tremendous credit just to the level of commitment that it takes and the mental commitment, not just the physical commitment and the training commitment, but the level of mental commitment that it takes to know that you are riding thousands of, of feet up in elevation today, and that's all got to get done today. That is so true. That has to get done by the end of the day. And, yes, the weather is, I mean, it's almost like a camp morning up here.
0: yeah. Uh, it was much chillier than I thought it would be, uh, or it is, rather. I, um, and, and one of our, uh, Michael, who was with us earlier, commented that he's not worried about day one, he's worried about day two. Right. And that is where, again, you know, somebody like Shulam, who we just spoke to, is probably not that concerned about day two and what he'll feel like the morning <laughs> of, the, of the second day of the ride. Uh, but those who are just doing this for the first time or right. are not used to the type of training that he might be used to, they are concerned about, uh, you know, what that's going to be like waking up tomorrow morning. It's a lot of anticipation, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety, I'm sure, and uh, it is really something to just, uh, uh, to just be part of it and, and, and see what everyone's doing. It, 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 every one of these is a story in and of itself.
2: Oh, for sure. And before we started, um, or I should say before we restarted the program, I took a little tour of uh, the Bike hold. And um, Jamie has a bunch of pictures that we'll be posting on social media. I posted one picture on Twitter this morning on my account. It is not normal (laughs) to see this. I mean, first of all, it's an awesome sight to see this sea of of bikes. Um, And then getting a little bit closer. I mean, this isn't like the bike rack I have in my garage. Like, you get a little bit closer and you see this guy added this and this guy added that. And I'm sure that water bottle holder was placed significantly on that angle. And And there's so much time in these bikes are incredibly incredibly valuable. I think that there's uh there was one on display last night. They go for thousands of oh, dollars yeah. and uh the the detailing packages and there was one bike I took a picture of that said guru on the side of it. There's there's I, I don't know, like you also have to consider each one of these guys has to learn how to how to how to maintain their Good. bike. If you get a flat, you get a blowout, you get something. I mean it's an entire level of skill, not just beyond the, the the ride itself I, you know i run so i put on my sneakers and I'm, you know i go but this is this is a whole another no, level i'm i'm not going to say of crazy this is a whole another level of commitment
0: yeah the uh, the equipment commitment is quite a commitment that's for sure J.M. in the a with a reminder you can support bike for Chai by going to the website bike number 4 com bike number 4 com participate in that way and you can choose a rider or a team to sponsor, and even if you're listening to this, once the ride has concluded, you could still go ahead and uh, and donate online. There was many of you may recall uh, just a couple of years back, A.K.A. Pella has a bike for a high song, which alludes to some of the <laughs> some of the things that we're talking about, about getting up early in the morning and training uh, hundreds of miles, and uh, and listening to what uh, organizers of bike for a high tell some of their um, uh, participants or future participants or those who they're trying to convince to participate. A.K.A. Pella, a song that we call Bike for Chai, Simply Enough. Here it is at JM in the AM.
13: We're riding tomorrow at 5 a.m.? Are you crazy? Yeah.
7: Okay, I'm in. Hey, does anyone have a spare clip for I forgot mine at home. Oh, down my
9: do stop me this time that's why i'm biking for high pushing together as one a united peloton to the world's greatest finish line that's why we're biking for
0: high they got my new speed plates. they're awesome they make you faster totally
1: i don't think they're working. Guys, where's Margulies? I'm gonna kill that guy. He said there's no hills on the first day.
9: Out of shape I gotta train some more Oh, I'm building momentum Picking up speed and cadence I'm gonna make it now Body to gain some ground supported from my A new zip card and wheels? Yep, they want on a sale,
0: the Bike for Chai uh, anthem, I guess we can call it, done by A.K.A. Pella and friends. And here we are at JM and the AM, Haskell Bennett, who's I think always described as a a community leader and activist. No leader, just uh,
21: (laughs) trying just to make it happen.
0: Some some terms or some titles stick, and that seems to always be yours. Uh, To us, you're somebody who's always involved and uh, ready to help at a moment's notice, and you took the opportunity to help. This is now the third time. Fourth time? Fourth time. I've been misinformed again. Uh, it is the fourth time that you are riding with bike for
21: Every mile. Four, three other times every mile so far.
0: Uh, Team Uri. Uh, it's in memory of Uri Benenfeld, a young man who died after a long battle with a form of muscular dystrophy. How did you get involved
21: with Team Uri? I know the family for many, many years, uh, people that we were close with. Uh, I'm a Solo member for the last nearly 24 years, so deeply involved on the medical side, the personal side. And uh, he was uh, a wonderful boy, lived and breathed Camp Simcha, lived and breathed life, just loved people. And uh, when the opportunity arose after he was Nifter to just try to do something a little bit different outside of the box, we got together. They had, the family had been, you know, very deeply affected and impacted by high lifeline. And Camp um, Simcha, it just felt like a natural opportunity for all of us to get together, friends,
0: how large is Team Uri? Uh, I
21: think there are seven or eight of us, uh, nice. depending on on, the, on who could actually make it through to the finish line, <laughs> or or
0: depending <laughs> on who made it out of bed this but, morning. But uh, <laughs> but of
21: much more importance, Team Uri raised one hundred thirty-three thousand dollars as we speak. Wow! So people can still go to Team Uri, to my page, to anybody on, on Team bike Uri, on <laughs> bikevachai.com. <laughs> one hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. A lot of kids in Camp Simcha will be helped oh, by yeah. that money. Smiles, joy, uh, a, a, a a rest for the parents of those children. It's, it's the whole package, and if you go to Camp Simcha and you see for yourself who we're impacting and who we're helping, it's a no-brainer, so we keep trying to do this.
0: You know, I, I know you for a while, and I know it's important to you to encourage others to always get involved, so last night as you're here and you're seeing this group of people getting together in the hundreds... And with all the support that they have, because every one of them has an unbelievable support system, both oh, here and at home. Uh, how does that feel to you? How does it feel, this kind of community effort taking place and kicking off this morning?
21: First of all, all 501 riders have families that are supporting them. That's number one. Number two, they have friends and colleagues, business associates who supported them financially. So I'm, I think if people get another email from me, I don't think people, people are going <laughs> to just start ignoring my phone calls and emails if they haven't done it already. But seriously, um, incredible support team. Incredible Klal Yisrael. It's just tapestry of great people. I just came from Davening Svar Ashkenazim, Hasidish Litvish. The great kaleidoscope that is Klal Yisrael is is to a great degree right here. You have all kinds of people supported by all kinds of people. You're going to see the Sag support teams, Hasidish kids and Litvish kids and Yeshivish kids. It's a summertime where it's August. What are we? August second, August third. You know. What is a better way to spend some quality time doing something so wonderful, helping so many people? I can't, you know, this is a...
0: What do you think of the start line? Uh, What goes through your mind as you anticipate just being feet away from and minutes away from starting this whole thing? So our
21: audience, I don't know if our audience knows it's 5.40 a.m., right? So I really didn't sleep that well last night because there's always a little bit of jitters. And you know you have to do 110 miles today. Uh, the weather's supposed to be phenomenal, but I've I've done this ride already in the rain and in 95 degrees. So, what goes through your mind? Hydrate, say Tefillah Sederach,
0: get me through it. Put on <laughs> my
21: tshirts and let's go. Pedal away.
0: Uh, and as you're riding, uh, I, we were told that there are photos of campers. There are um, yes. there are slogans that keep you going. Now, if you
21: think this is tough. See what a kid going through cancer is suffering through. That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I remember those. Those. Uh, right. will so
0: you'll, you'll be seeing those later. Um.
21: Today. I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I like the flat ground, and every now and then you get a present, the downhill. But you know that there's a climb coming, <laughs> so you enjoy the moments when they're when they're there. But I think that there are more uphills than downhills. So.
0: Well, the downhills go very very quickly compared to the uphills. Huh?
21: I think it's uh, it's the story of life. Yeah. I uh, I drive I bike this uh, ride that I've never anticipated in my life in my wildest dreams that I would be able to do at this stage of my life 180 miles 175 miles whatever it might be and it's the fourth year I'm doing it and and something special
0: Were you a cyclist before? Almost? Never in my
21: life and I won't look at my bicycle until next year again. I only do this, I only bike for this cause. But do you train? I trained for the last month. This year was a little bit tougher because the weather wasn't so good. I wasn't feeling, it. my feet weren't so great. I picked up my bike July 3rd. It was the first, I think it was a Sunday, July 3rd, July 4th, whatever that was, that weekend. And I've pumped for the last four weeks. Every weekend, every opportunity I have for the last four weeks to get it done. What's going to make it happen? And anybody who's listening wants to give me a little tfila, a little, a uh, little chizuk, so daven for me and daven for all the riders that we should be protected and we should that we should be safe doing it for a good cause, mitzvah, in the So hopefully, Hashem will see that we're doing this for the right reasons and and take very good care of us. We are His soldiers, and we're just trying to. Uh, Helping the battle to help his kindle.
0: What is a SAG support team,
21: by the way? SAG support team. I'm not really sure what it stands for, support something or other, but basically uh, they're the guys and people who ride along with you, uh, making sure that if your tire blows out. you see out, them often during they're, the life? They're there in, from the moment you start until the moment you end, except for us late guys. who It's going to take me 12 hours to do this. I'm going to leave at 7 a.m. Last till three years I've come in at 7 p.m. I remember coming into Scranton. The sun was already coming down in <laughs> Scranton over the mountain. But um, look, it's, it's a bike ride. It's you, the bike, and nature, and, and all the things that come along with it. Broken bikes, people right. unfortunately fall, uh, bruises, scrapes. That, that should be the worst of it. Equipment problems and injuries. Equipment problems and injuries, and just making sure that there's water. People need a breather.
0: So you're you're in the hotel 12 hours after this start. Do you have any idea... Uh, how long it'll take the first rider to get there? Not, not 12 hours, not 12 hour
21: no. Rider. They're probably there at 1 o'clock. They're probably not sure what to do with themselves.
0: <laughs> Relaxing with all that. You know what? I'm having
21: more fun than they are.
0: <laughs> there you go. Haskell Bennett, who will be spending a lot of time on the road today. That's it, man. Tremendous amount of time yes, on the
21: road it's, today. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't like to use the word mysterious Nefesh, but this is an opportunity you know, b'chol nafshecha. When we say b'chol nafshecha. Give it your all. For Haskell Bennett, that's b'chol nafshecha.
0: Thank you, Haskell. Continue good luck. Thank you, Nachum. Good luck. We'll see you along the way. We may actually be checking in with Haskell tomorrow morning after the start of the second day of the ride. We'll see if we can make that happen.
21: Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Thank
0: you so much. You as well. You have an interesting day ahead, to say the least. And we say good luck to you and to all the riders. Bikeforchai.com gives you all the information. Bikeforchai.com gives you all the uh, opportunities to... um, Support the cause, as a part of all this. Yossi Rotberg is with us. Uh, Yossi has um, decided to uh, to um, be in bike for chai. He, at nine years old, learned to ride a bicycle. He's been uh, overcoming many hurdles since then. How did you? First of all, good morning to you. Good morning. I'm still sleeping. Is this is this the all then good night? Is this the first time you're doing bike for chai? Um, yes. Are you? Nervous, anxious, how would you describe your feelings right now as we look at the starting line and get ready for this momentous occasion?
11: And before I even answer that question, I want to give a shout-out to the founder of Bike for High, who's actually being my shadow today, David Eggert. Yeah. I've been neighbors with David Eggert all my life, so Bike for High is not a foreign concept. So
0: you're familiar with the story that he just had to get his bike to camp somehow? You know what?
11: I'm going to say it bluntly. It takes one nut, but look what he did. Six million dollars Who would have believed It is unbelievable So yes I am nervous I am anxious But that's life Life is like a bike ride If you're going uphill You know You're getting places And yeah. if you're going downhill If it's easy Then you know You're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> So so going uphill Should like as look at As a positive experience That's the way I always looked at life I didn't walk till I was about Five years old um, And I just Kept going from there uh, And how did you get An interest in bicycling Well it's a great physical therapy and again I learned how to ride a bike later right. and I always rode and then Bike for Chai came along and they said you can be an inspiration for people and now that I'm, ma- I'm a married man of, with a father of two I said I'm, I conquered my challenge now I have to give it to somebody else Voice. and if any, even one person sees no matter how many miles I do today my attempt is to do as much I as think- I can I don't know if I'll finish Bike for Chai's ride, but I'm going to finish mine. And if even if one parent of a special needs child or someone in a similar situation like mine says, wow, if that guy can ride, then I can raise my child. Did you have uh, a lot of naysayers along the way?
0: People who thought that uh, some of these physical challenges were beyond your capabilities? And
11: Well, I don't like to focus on the negative because then I'm in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, there are people that told me that... You're getting, you're biting off more than you could chew. You're never going to be able to raise the minimum of the financial, the fundraising. But Caninar did a lot better than that. Um, I had people say you're not if you the most you did a 30 mile ride. You're not going to be able to do the entire ride today. But like my brother and my wife were standing here. Today is bike riding. No, but nothing else. No matter how long it takes, I have 14 hours of daylight and. And you
0: you plan on making the most of it.
11: Whatever I do is an accomplishment because that's my ride. So
0: you're not the type of person that would in any way in this conversation certainly want to concentrate on any of the challenges and hurdles. Today is a morning where you wake up and you say to yourself, as it sounds like you probably say to yourself every day, that today you're going to accomplish as much as possible. And today it just happens to be that that accomplishment is going to be on the road on a bicycle.
11: Yes, because I'm a married man, father of two, and I have a full-time job. I take every day is, as it comes, you know I'm not looking, oh my gosh, I have 110 miles to do, because I, um, again, I'm, I want to give a shout out to my team. I'm part of Team Lakewood, led by Yako Forsheimer. Um, it's the largest team Lakewood. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what was gr- I was is it involved, a big one. It's close to 20 guys, I Very would nice. say. But there's more than 20 riders from Lakewood, so right. I, um, he, he told me, just ride, and he's quick. He told me it's all a blur to him. So I told him, if you compete through life, you don't enjoy it. So I'm going to enjoy the ride because I'll take in the scenery.
0: There's a, there's a print piece about you, Yussi Rotberg, uh, which is called Profile in Courage. Do you consider yourself to be
11: courageous? Um, no. But I, I trust, and I trust that I do what I have to do, you know. I'm not a ver- I mean, I'm social, but I'm not very, like, rah Ra, Simcha, making a lot of noise. I just want to inspire people.
0: Well, you're certainly doing that. I can tell you that much. Um, how many uh, miles have you,
11: have you uh, been riding in order to train for well, this a day? D- a day after Bike High last year, I was watching the YouTube videos, and I'm like, I wish I could be part of this. You know? And my wife says, stop talking and go buy a bike. So I've been riding since last year, August.
0: And in a typical day or a typical training session, you could do how many miles? I'm just curious when you say that you're questioning if you're gonna be able to I'm complete today. I'm not even today. questioning
11: it. I, this is my ride.
0: So whatever happens, happens. Yes. And whatever you complete, you complete. Again, and that's what you had to complete.
11: Right. And every time that I get out on my bike, it's because I'm worried about time because my kids are waiting for me, my family's waiting for me, my job's waiting for me. I said it today's bike riding. My boss is away. My family's here to support me, but I'm they're not. I don't. Today's riding.
0: It's you in the road. Yes. Congratulations, Thank you. and Yashar for all the amazing fundraising, and a big Yashar for being such an inspiration. I can only imagine when families in difficult situations see someone like you, and hear about your story. I can only imagine how encouraged they
11: are. So one le- one thing I would like to mention, everybody was talking about the children of Chayyeh Line last night. I want to make a shout out to all the parents of the children of Chayyeh Line, because if not for parents like mine who saw me born with physical challenges that they could have thrown in the towel said, all right, this is who he is, but they strove to raise me the best they can. And that's why I want to give strength and courage to the parents, that even though it's in a difficult situation now, and even though it looks hard, keep going, and they'll be the best they can.
0: An honor to meet you.
11: Thank you. Same here.
0: Uh, we'll break after our station ID. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting from Bike for Chai, usually at our Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jm.org, and of course on the NSN app. Hour number three on this Wednesday broadcast of JM in the AM, and we are at the start line. The sun is up. Uh, we are um, anticipating an amazing start to the uh, to the ride to Bike for Chai. Uh, with over 500 riders lined up or will be lined up in front of us very, very soon. Among them will be uh, Neil Ephraim Single, uh, who is here from Detroit, Michigan, uh, with his son Yudi Single, who is the youngest rider, just passed his bar mitzvah. Mazel tov to you. Thank you. Just passed his bar mitzvah. He also just completed his first century ride, 100 miles. And we should, I guess, emphasize that you're, of course, uh, that, that because he's 13 years old, uh, you're here to not only ride, but to be with him throughout the entire ride. Am I right, Mr. Single?
22: Correct. Actually, <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he's my chaperone today. Oh, so is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, that's how it's working.
0: How did this whole thing start? That uh, who, Who's been riding
22: first, and who's been expressing an interest in riding? Well, I started a couple of years ago. Um, about three years ago, we started. Uh, we got into Bike for High, and I, I spoke with you last year, filled you in a little bit about the D-Team in Detroit. Right. And uh, Yuri's been, uh, you know, tugging at the shirt, asking to, asking to ride himself. So, 11 years old, a little too young, 12 years old, perhaps a little too young, but like you say, when you turn Bar Mitzvah, he's a man, he can make some of his, <laughs> some of his own decisions. So. <laughs> Even as crazy <laughs> as these,
0: of <huh? laughs> riding for Bike for Chai. When did you complete this 100 mile ride we're talking about?
23: Um, about a month ago? Yeah. Month what was that like?
0: Is it easy for you? It's not easy. Not easy at all, huh? No. I would think I would
22: think someone as young as you would just happen you know, like that. No. you wanna tell the whole story about what you did on that Friday? Tell us the story, please. You took off the of school in the yeah. morning?
23: I took off a of school. We went like at seven o'clock and we rode we took like we had a twenty five mile loop that we did four times. Yeah.
22: <laughs> uh, <laughs> needless to say, he's done very well there, Chavez. I can only
0: imagine. Um, do ha- how much do you enjoy bicycling? I mean, it must be an amazing passion of yeah, yours at I this point. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> what is it about it that's so incredible?
23: It's just fun getting out and just riding. just.
0: Um, and I would assume most of your yeah. riding has been local in Detroit, in that area? Yeah. So this must be extra exciting for you, getting to New York and yeah. doing a route, a course that obviously you've never done before.
23: It's actually my first time in New York. Really?
0: Yeah. And here's where you are, uh, at, at Bike for High, and the um, and and the the hills, the ups and downs that this uh, route has as a reputation. Does that scare you? Does it uh, invigorate yeah. you? What Not would you really. Say? No. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you anticipating any major problems with it? Do you consider it's it a challenge? No. What can you tell us about this unique New York route that everyone keeps focusing on?
23: Just take your time.
0: Simple as that. Yeah. How long will it take you to complete today's... Uh, about how long will it take? How long will it take you to complete the 100 miles?
23: 10 hours. Wow. Something like that.
22: So what do you think of all this? I think it's fantastic. I think, you know, Yudi, because he's so light... He's on the downhills. He's not as quick, but on those uphills, he's flying by us. Like uh, you know, he's got no weight on him, so he just pumps up those hills, and he's up there kind of quick.
0: So he's got a big advantage, huh?
22: Especially on the uphills. So I think I I think like a day like today, he's going to thrive. He's going to do extremely well. Do uh, do uh,
0: doctors have an opinion about thirteen-year-olds doing these kind of rides? So we
22: actually went to a couple doctors beforehand, just to you know, just to get him checked out. Um, physically to make sure that he's healthy enough, make sure that he has enough nutrients. Nutrition-wise, we discussed it with the co-chair as well as with his doctors to make sure that he was on a very strict nutrition plan to make sure that he was healthy and doing this right properly. What did you eat this morning?
23: I ate a half a bagel, yeah. a waffle,
22: yeah. and
23: some coffee. You had coffee this morning? Yeah. Why, oh, you think you would have trouble
0: staying awake during this thing? <laughs> What do you plan on eating and uh, and drinking as you do the ride over the next few hours?
23: Well, on my bike, I have a bottle of water and a bottle of Gatorade. Probably fill up every time. Maybe we go to every a rest time stop. there's a rest stop. Right? Yeah. Um.
0: That can't be it. you has got to be. You got to eat something, you up.
23: Yeah, probably could eat a lot of pickles. And.
22: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dad, what do you say about that menu item? Pretty much whatever whatever I give him, he's probably going to eat. Uh, you know, salty foods are really good for him. Just yeah. retain the water for. Hence for, the pickles. Correct, correct. There. So I mean, you has got a go- also got a very good story why he why he got into besides he besides wanting to do bike for Chai for the sake of the ride itself yeah. and being. I would like to say being together with his father. And we spent some amazing time... I can imagine. ...this past three months just training... Hundreds of miles, Hundreds right? of miles, yeah. Y- 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 I mean, being from Detroit, y- he's an avid hockey player. And he's been playing hockey since he's been three years old. So he actually took off... He decided last year that he wanted to take off a year of hockey. He wanted to put his full effort into training over the course of the winter. And we got him a bike, put him on the, put him on the trainer, and off he went... And uh, he's been off of hockey for about six months now, but he's loving this. And it's for what your cause. teammates
0: think, your hockey
22: mates. They um, think you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do think you're nuts. But <laughs> you want to tell uh, you yeah, want to tell so nothing about. I have wine. a friend
23: in my class that he has trouble walking, so he said he's hopefully in March time going to be at, camp, at the finish line. Yeah.
22: Holy cow! He's a camper this year. He's a, he's a camper, I believe, for the first time this year, and um, so it was, it was very special for Yudi, not only to ride together at, here, but also to eventually, hopefully, meet him at the finish line and doing something that's good for a classmate of his. What's well. that reunion gonna be like? Pretty cool, no? It should be amazing.: yeah, I could only imagine.
0: Well, I wish you both good luck, uh, Neil Single and Yudi Single, father and son from Detroit, who are uh, riding and bike for a high, getting ready in just a few minutes to uh, head to the start line as the excitement builds over here. And we point out again that Yudi is just 13 years old and setting quite an example. Uh, For those who uh, wonder whether somebody as young as you could do this thing. Just let me
22: set the the record straight that the reason why Yudi is allowed to ride when he's 13 years old is because he's being accompanied by myself. Right, understood. Otherwise, Otherwise, they wouldn't allow it. Correct, correct. How
0: would the fundraising go, by the way, for the two of you? A lot of good response?
22: Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Who can say no to a face like this? (laughs) Simple (laughs) as that. Uh, He asks, they're going to answer. Good luck, gentlemen. We appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much. We'll be rooting for you, and we look forward to seeing you at camp. Uh, when we arrive there, that'll be Thursday. We'll be there at. Uh, oh, <laughs> Dr. Ginsburg is here, <laughs> Dr. Ari Ginsburg of Beit Shemesh.
1: In the flesh.
0: We want you over here. We want you closer to me, Dr. Ginsburg. I'm
24: always happy to be here the day after the Yankees lose to the Mets.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that happened, they frankly. Quite badly. Imagine that. I heard. Uh,
24: I actually heard a rumor that Frank Cashman traded you for a number of prospects in the over the last 24 hours. Oh, is that what
0: you heard? That's what I heard. Or was it Brian? It was so Brian Cashman. She, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think you confused Frank Cashman with Brian No, 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 I said
24: Brian. <laughs> well, didn't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rabbi Ginsburg, or I should say Dr. Ginsburg, you not confusing, like. in all seriousness, and we have to be serious for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Number one, you're riding and you're living thousands of miles away in Israel, so you timed your schedule to be in the United States, obviously, around Bike for Five. Number two, you are an oncologist. You are somebody who is, on a daily basis... Associated with and dealing with situations that are very common to the people at High Lifeline, I and I mean this as much as we love seeing each other and joking around. That's a completely serious comment, and uh, and you take the vocation very seriously, obviously. And uh, and and thirdly, you love doing this just to just it to help High Lifeline in any way possible.
24: Your, when your personal life and your professional life are able to get together in a way like this uh, on a day like this. And um, biking up to the camp and doing the preparation work for it, and you get there, it's just a very special thing. And uh, yes, it's a special thing for personally for everybody, and for me, I get the professional overlap, which, uh, it's, it's special. What they do is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, like I say, you see it up, up yeah. close and personal on a daily basis. Well, good luck today. You'll be on the road for how long today?
24: Usually get in around three-ish oh, in that nick of bad. the woods. You're one of those
0: pros. Nah. You're nah. not, a, you're not my, on the road till my midnight. My friend Sam out
24: there is one of those pros. Yeah, he'll be there one at one. I have time? to say hello to your biggest fan, Judy Goldring, my mother-in-law, ah. while I'm here. If I don't, I'll be in a lot of trouble when I get home. <laughs> so I'll send her our Thanks, best.
0: Thanks, everybody. Dr. Ari Ginsberg, everybody, who uh, promised us that he would be here at Bike for Chai, and he kept his word. Uh, Moshe Aditya Blass is with us. He has the record for the longest commute to Bike for Chai. Uh, he is here from Israel. He has a brother who had a liver transplant. Wait, so. two, two, liver two liver transplants. He had
25: one at the age of nine months. He was born with biliary atresia. And at the age of nine months, he had a liver transplant. And then it kind of relapsed about four years later. And he had a second one a year ago in Log What
0: made you... Uh Come all this way to ride with Bike for high Well,
25: I have an uh, enormous amount of Hakar Satov Chi Lifeline. I can only imagine. Yeah, they were in uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia with, um, I think they were there for the first time about four months. The second time they were in and out of the hospital for a year and a half before the transplant, and then for a couple months after the transplant. Um, they received an enormous amount of help from high life Lifeline when your family's, I don't know, 6,000 miles away. So, of course, you know, any help is um, very appreciated. And the amount that High Lifeline gave is enormous. I just want to give a shout-out to Rabbi Strully Fried of Bike for High Uh and Naomi Stavsky, who were very involved with the CARE, and they still are in touch with us about it.
0: You know, it may be hard to believe, but there are some people who are not as familiar with some of the things High Lifeline does. Uh, hard to believe. C- it is hard to believe, but in in many ways, if people aren't touched by it and are not that mm-hmm. familiar with it, they may not know. Can you give us a couple of details, things that they do for families that you know come in so handy and are so supportive when uh, they're going through a situation so like you described?
25: In a nutshell, I can say what personally happened at um, Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and what I know happens in a lot of other hospitals. Um, food on a daily basis was brought, good nourishing food, home cooked food, not your standard hospital meals, which between you and me are not the best. Yeah. So I've heard. Um, there was a room called the Kosher Pantry, um, stocked full with all sorts of kosher food. Um, there's the High Lifeline House. I know there's one in Philadelphia by um, Children's Hospital or by the main hospital. There's one in Baltimore, which is um, pretty much a place where if you're staying in the hospital and a family member comes to visit overnight, they can stay there. What else? Um, all sorts of gifts. My brother still has a stuffed animal collection okay. from when he was in the hospital, the first time and the second time. Um, gifts, volunteers to watch my brother when my parents were busy with all sorts of things so they could take care of things, so they could rest a little. It's
0: endless, huh? Yeah. It really is endless.
25: Beyond endless. I know other people who have been touched by uh, High Lifeline. Um, in Ramaphichemesh, there's another rider who's here also, Zami Levi. His brother is a counselor in Simcha and Simcha Special. He's a camper. His name is Laser. He was burned in a fire maybe four years ago. Um, He lost both legs, one arm, and the other arm is extremely deformed in a wheelchair. He has, I think, prosthetic legs, but they're very uncomfortable, so he doesn't like to use them. And I've seen pictures of Laser before he was introduced to High Lifeline Camp Simcha, and I met him... Um, just this year and he's a completely different person. Before he was you can you can you can expect what he's like, you know, miserable kid. You know, what what enjoyment does a kid have in life if he's not running around and playing and here he is stuck confined to a wheelchair or to a bed and now you bring him to Camp Simclaw and he feels like a normal kid. He runs he runs around in a wheelchair but the counselors make him feel, you know, like there's nothing different about him. He has, he has tremendous amounts of fun. I've spent Shabbos with him at the Lovie's house, and we take him to parks, and he's become a completely different person. Unbelievable. The whole thing is unbelievable. You yeah.
0: do, I do most of your training in Israel, I assume, yeah. right?
25: What's that like? It's interesting. The driver, Biking the Holy Land, huh? <laughs> yes, the drivers are definitely... I don't want to say dibasarets, but you can, get what, you can guess what the drivers are like. Try, dri- try, der- driving, I've heard. Try, driving, try riding on the Cross Bronx Expressway, <laughs> and you'll know what an Israeli driver is like. Um, it's a very hilly terrain, as, you can, as um, you can say. Bechemesh is a very hilly area. Right. So that's what everyone was telling me. Oh, you're riding in Bechemesh. Great. You'll be fully prepared for the ride. Right. Yeah, I never got to 7,500 feet of elevation or 110 miles. My top ride was 80 miles with about 4,000 feet of elevation. How long will you be on the road today? My estimate is somewhere between 8 and 10 hours. Very nice. Amazing. Incredible
0: commitment. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, look up any of the riders, Moshe Blast or any of the others, uh, you can do so online. They can uh, donate to Bike for High at bikeforhigh.com.
25: Yes. I just want to shout out to my father, my brother, and my grandparents. My grandparents who hosted my father and brother or my mother and brother when they were here for treatments and are now hosting me (laughs) and my grandmother said she's going to be listening there you go and to my father and my brother who they have to come now to chop every year half a year or so for um you know checkups and they timed it so that they would come now and be at the finish line oh phenomenal so you'll see them tomorrow yeah
0: Thank you very much, both of you. Uh, amazing. And anybody out there who wants to uh, donate and be part of this incredible effort, go to bikeforchai.com, bike number com, bike4chai.com, and you can participate. Jonathan Tesler is with us. He is involved, I am told, in the cycling world, editor of bicycle.net, the leading cycling blog. It's his first year with bike for chai Jonathan Tesler, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. How does one uh, become the editor of bicycle.net?
26: Um, get lucky and get a domain name really early. <laughs> and uh,
0: to t- uh, turn your hobby into something that uh, kind of looks like a business. What is it about cycling? If you have to explain to people who don't normally hit the road with the, uh, the two-wheeler, uh, what is it about bicycling and cycling that makes this such a, an attraction for so many? I think uh, a lot of people will say the same
26: thing, that when you get back on a bike... Later in life, it kind of brings you back to when you were a kid, and that feeling of you get your first two wheeler, and it's like this feeling of freedom. You're, you know, you got to go to your friend's friend's house that was four blocks away without your parents, and I think it kind of the kind real of, independence.
0: Yeah, it helps you re- relive that that ch- childhood, I think, a little Interesting. bit. Interesting, and that just kids that that feeling just stays with you through these hundreds and hundreds of miles. Huh? Absolutely, and you hit the open road, and you just enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, you get to go get to
26: go, go places that. Uh, You normally wouldn't go, and if you're sitting in a car with your uh, insulated closed windows, you miss a lot. And when you're on the bike, you're really part of the landscape, and you get to see a lot more than you would normally. Um,
0: What is nature like out there for those of us who don't see it face-to-face like you do on a regular basis? Sometimes it's uh, um, very
26: spiritual, spiritual, at least for me. I, I have a very spiritual connection to it. And I'm on the bike. Um, sometimes it can just be excruciatingly uh, hard and, and you can suffer out there. But in the end, you have a destination and there's this huge amount of accomplishment when you get there and just being surrounded by it um, can push you through some uh,
0: some very, very long, hard rides. Do you do most of your riding uh, um, locally, uh, around where you live, or you travel the world? So um,
26: most of my riding has been local. I live in Southern California, and I have some of the most beautiful and diverse uh, landscape in the world, maybe, but um, I have traveled for cycling, um, but I always come back home. Beautiful. <laughs> i got the Pacific Coast Highway in my backyard. Oh,
0: my gosh. That must be amazing on a bike. It's gorgeous. Uh, how does this rank? How does this route rank when it comes to experiences on a, on a uh, bicycle? The... Uh,
26: well, it's different in the sense that if you're talking about like the the difficulty of the route, the route itself, I mean, for the distance, isn't that difficult in the sense that um, you don't have a lot of like vertical feet all at one time. Um, the rolling ter- ter- terrain can really wear it wear you over time, right? Because um, it's either going up or down, and there's really no rhythm that you get into.
0: Seems um, to be the theme among all the riders. Yeah. I think so. That it is a, an up and down type of uh, of ride for today. How long will you be on the road today? How long will it take you to do the 110 miles? It's a great question. It yeah. just depends on Well, I'm wondering if someone like you is going to do this at a really leisurely pace, if you're going to stay back and, you know, try to experience with other people all that they're going through as they do this ride or you're just, you know, you're you're ready to get there as soon and as fast as possible.
26: It's always the plan.
0: <laughs> it's always the it's plan. It's always a
26: plan <laughs> to take a step back and really enjoy the, you know, be involved in the atmosphere of the ride. Um, but it always happens that uh, I have some friends here, I know some good riders are here, and you're, you're a little bit of a Mark man. So, Competitive um, nature. It huh? just kicks, kicks in. So You'll I be in the hotel by noon. <laughs> I expect I'll be done n- near the front of the groups.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, why High Lifeline? Why this ride for the very first time?
26: So it's a great question. Um, I was actually somewhat resistant to come. Um, for the only reason is just so far from home. It's it, it's an airplane ride to and from. Um, time off of work, which is a, a, a premium. Um, but I have friends that do have done the ride multiple years, and every time they come back, they're just raving about it. And it's the ride. You have to do it. Um, so I actually spent the time last year to look to look at the photos, to look at some videos, and I went, wow, right? I've done a lot of charity rides, a lot of crazy long brutal types of climb, but nothing with the atmosphere that I saw in the photos. Right. So now that I'm here, I get it. It's it's obvious.
0: Oh, and there's plenty more coming I up, know, especially as you get up the camp.
26: If all, if all you did was come just to see right. this, that
0: is amazing in itself. Unbelievable. Uh, Jonathan Tesler, he is editor of Bicycle.net, uh, the great cycling blog. It's his first year with Bike for a High. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, No matter how fast you want to do this We wish you the best of luck And we'll see you up in camp tomorrow I'll see you in camp for sure What will be the world's greatest finish line as they say And I can't wait to be be there Thank you Jonathan Thank you J.M. in the A.M. on this Wednesday As we uh, start to see some of the riders I don't know if Z.K. wants to point in that direction yet or not But some of the riders have already begun to line up Some of them have already begun to uh, take their place There you go That's what the start line looks like here at the Crown Plaza in Stamford, Connecticut. And this two-day adventure will conclude up at camp. Um, We'll start tomorrow at about 1.45 Eastern time with coverage from Camp Simcha, and you'll have an opportunity to hear our report from there as the riders get to camp. I also remind you that JM and the AM in our three-weeks format uh, features Keep Alive tomorrow morning, a live a cappella group that will be doing a performance in studio for us at JM and the AM when we're back in studio tomorrow on Thursday morning. Assemblyman Phil Goldfeder is here. He is, uh, he's riding. He's getting ready for another one of these bike for Highs. Uh, he's actually retiring from the New York State Assembly in the, uh, Very near future. future. Good morning to you, Assemblyman. How are you, sir?
27: I'm good. It's good to see you here.
0: Some of us are sad to see you leave the position of, uh, of New York State Assemblyman.
27: Uh, and I'm told some aren't as sad, uh, <laughs> my wife uh, being one of them. She's thrilled, huh? She is thrilled with this decision. And, and we've
0: already announced the uh, the intention for Mr. Goldfeder, where you're al- going to be next. already
27: announced I'm very excited to be starting at Yeshiva University uh, in the fall, um, uh, heading up the government relations operation there. So uh, I'm excited, a really great group of people, uh, an amazing institution, and uh, I'm excited to join that team.
0: We are big Yeshiva University fans, as you know, so we wish you the best of luck. It's an amazing place. And we're sure your experience up there will be amazing in and of itself. I want to remind everybody, you can watch us on video right now. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, you can watch the video of this entire Bike for High presentation. Well, the excitement's building. As you sit here with me, we see more and more riders showing up to the start line and all the announcements being made and the DJ going nuts and uh, this whole excitement,
27: which I guess you've been preparing for for months. For months and months. And uh, I'll tell you, as much as you prepare, you can't possibly prepare yourself for what you're feeling right now. Literally minutes before you're about to get on the road, even closer to the finish line. Um, And I don't say that because it's exciting to finish 180 miles, but the sheer enjoyment and excitement of coming in and seeing the campers and just... The look on their face makes the entire months and months of training, the entire 180 miles, worth it.
0: What year is this for you? This is my second year. Second year, so um, how did the fundraising go this year? Did Team Goldfeder do well in that department? We're
27: still, we're still pushing. We're still pushing. We, uh, we did okay, but we could definitely do better. So uh, if anybody is up on the website, feel free to, to go to Phil Goldfeder's page and, and help us out. But uh, this is, a, I mean, look, this is an entire operation that is so well done. Which is a testament to how, to how the kids uh, get to spend their summers. I mean, right. every detail is looked after, and so I can only imagine that these, uh, the kids that go to this camp obviously need all the fundraising that's been done, but the attention to detail for us, I can only imagine what uh, goes into the campers.
0: You know, one of the frustrating things, I'm sure, for someone like yourself who's spent uh, all this time in government is um, when you hear from the community... And you sometimes get frustrated that people who are vocal about things the way they are in the community don't get involved. Then you come here last night and you see just the opposite you see hundreds of people and each of, and every one of their support systems who have gotten involved who are trying to make a difference who are trying to do something really benevolent and noble and uh, you get to be part of it
27: this is more than just a bike ride this is i mean it, it just it draws people in the energy the excitement the passion it draws people in you know i'm excited to say that i was you know when i heard about this ride a few years ago when i first got elected as any politician would, you see a, a big gathering of people you want to go and say hello. And so about five years ago, one of the first rides, I went to one of the rest stops just to shake hands. And nobody wanted to shake hands with me. Everybody was preoccupied with what was going on. And I said, if they're too busy to want to shake my hand, it must be something exciting. And so last year, I decided I was going to see for it myself. Um, like you said, you know, I wasn't going to sit on the sidelines. I wanted to be a part of it. And so last year, I rode. Um, uh, it was it was so exciting. This year it wasn't even a question. This has been uh, an amazing couple of months leading up to today. And like I said, I can't wait for tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, tomorrow's amazing. The finish line is incredible. And the support, you know, they're close to, at this point, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but I think it's close to $7 million, which is an it's un- amazing it's
27: accomplishment. of Um, in working with the Bike for Chai team, some uh, permitting issues. You know, anytime I would talk to a government agency or trying to clear out some bureaucracy, I said, take a look what they're able to accomplish. I said, I don't care what organization you talk about, but in one event, be able to raise this much money. And not just as much money, but think about how many people contributed. We're in political season, right? So we're, we keep hearing from uh, presidential candidates not just how much money, but how many people have contributed. Right. I would uh, dare them both to take a look at how many people have contributed to this campaign, to Bike for Chai, to Chai Lifelines, to the amazing campers.
0: It's in the tens of thousands, and it's really amazing. Uh, so once you leave office, do we get to hear? Or do we get to bring you back and hear some of the inside stories about what really goes on and how the government works or doesn't work.
27: I look forward. Or we to can't <laughs> say that yet. <laughs> I look forward to coming back uh, for as many times as you'll have me. Not sure what you'll get out of me quite yet, but we'll see.
0: Uh, Phil Goldfeder, he's uh, a wonderful assemblyman. He moves on to Yeshiva University in September, I assume.
27: Uh, November. We're still
0: working out the details. At some point. Good luck today.
27: Thank you. Thank you very very much. He's
0: anticipating being at this start line in just a couple of minutes. The start line is building. Uh, if you're watching on video right now at com, you'll see exactly what's going on as more and more people line up in their Bike for High uniforms with all their equipment. I was out the uh, Miriam Wallachs here, and <laughs> I, I took a photo with um, one of the riders earlier when it was just the two of us at the start line, and <laughs> he had... Gel packs and bananas and <laughs> all these different right. falling out of every pocket, trying to be as you know conserve as best as possible in terms of space, but have as much as necessary to to make it through the to, to make it through the ride.
2: Well, I noticed that their gloves have spots for gel packs Are you on serious? the inside. Yeah, it says gel. Let's see that for a moment. Right.
0: Unbelievable. There you go. Yeah. Incredible. It's pretty
2: wild. It's pretty wild. But we've got to get these two guys on. All right, on. who do we have here? We
0: have A.B. and Jack. A.B. and Jack are representing a team that we spoke about last evening in the early part of this JM and the AM broadcast. Jack Dweck is a um, team cyclist member. That's S-Y, cyclist member. Uh, as we pointed out, the team is uh, made up of people from the Syrian community. Many of them have been riding for years. It's Jack's second year, and he's a member of the Double High Club. We say congratulations on that. Triple High. I'll tell you, about, they print this, and then by the time it happens, you're already at Triple High. And then A.B. Mal is with us, one of the first bike for hires, his seventh year cycling. And he is a member of Team Cyclist as well, and a member of the Triple High Club. Good morning yes, to you sir. as well. Good morning. So seven years means when you first did this, how many people were with we you? We
28: had um, 37 riders, and we raised... Two hundred thousand dollars. Unbelievable. Was it yeah. a was it a lo- much lonelier ride up to camp it was, back then? No, it was it was still tough, but it wasn't what it is today. Yoli is um, is bent on punishment, so. Uh, He's found all the hills that's from here all the way up. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. reference
0: to old Margulies. Yes, Yoli, Yoel Margulies. Yeah. And he's a big hill guy. He likes the ups yeah, and downs of this Yeah, he just likes to thing. punish
28: people. So yeah. I think he's doing a good job.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, when you first uh, got together with Team Cyclist and you had this whole idea... Of uh, getting a representation from the Syrian community, what was the reception like? Were people? No,
28: the truth is we um, hesitated for many years because we felt that if we do a team, that for one guy's raising a lot of money, the other ones might not feel the responsibility, the pressure. But these guys were just insane. It was every day, every minute. There was another email. I think they beat up old ladies on the street for money. I I, I don't know what they did, but every minute there was another text. You got another. You got another donation. You got another donation. You got another donation. So my hats off to him for making the team, and, and it's just been an incredible ride. Even before we started,
0: unbelievable. What's it like riding for High Lifeline, knowing the cause as you do these 180 miles? When they say it's the greatest finish line in the world, I have to say that it really is the greatest
29: finish line in the world. There's absolutely nothing like it. And once you get bit by the bike for High bug, there's no turning around. There's no going back. It's an incredible experience and. I mean, it's an incredible charity. What they do is just absolutely amazing. Um, This year, it's very personal for me. Because? Uh, A very good friend of mine's daughter was just in the camp. Baruch Hashem, she's doing very well now, and she's expected to make a full recovery. But I just want to wish everybody out there, and I want to wish Norma a full reflux of their mind, and we hope that she uh, gets back to herself. And it's incredible incredible
0: what we've heard about how the camp just invigorates these kids and no, gives them yeah. so much that they wouldn't get it under any other circumstances. As soon
28: as as soon as soon we pull in, there's every camper, every counselor, every doctor, every maintenance, every crew, everybody's waiting, and the excitement
0: just brings tears to the eyes. You can't help but break down. Jack Dweck, A.B. Mallow with us, about to get to the start line here and uh, begin Bike for Chai. What are you carrying with you? Tell us about the... Uh, the Different accoutrements that
28: you He's carrying twins.
0: I'm, I'm almost there.
28: but... You got plenty of food, plenty of drink. What? No, the, no, I don't need to because this is the best. I've traveled the world biking Holland, Sicily, uh, uh, you name it. I've been there. Israel, I did a few times. Balin. There's no ride that's maintained like this in the world. Uh, Yoli and, and the and the guys and the staff and the girls do maybe the best job i've ever seen in my life i've done i 20 rides 30 rides and there's nothing like it and um he was meeting at
0: every rest stop you'll be fully hydrated everything
28: you think and think of is taken care of so there is he these guys are the true professionals of of uh, of a ride again every ride i've been on there's nothing like this and um he was mentioning that he's riding for someone um, we started this ride with a good friend of mine, Alan Shama, who this year uh, was stricken with a bit of a, a scare with cancer, but he overcame it. He got a clean bill of health. He's out here riding. We love him. He's going to get 100% better. Wow. And that's what it's all about. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, what do you think of this, the starting line and uh, all the, uh, the energy and anticipation that's building as we, as we look at this scene?
29: I just have to say, I couldn't sleep last night with <laughs> all the excitement and anticipation I was building up. It's really an incredible thing. I mean, the starting line, uh, 500 riders this year. Just it's it's an incredible thing. And the amount of money that they raised, more than anything else. I think we're at 6.6 million. I know, it's unbelievable.
0: It is uh, absolutely incredible. I just want
28: to end it with a story because yeah, I know you're sure. busy. I met someone last week who goes to Penn State. So she says, Oh, we did a uh, fundraiser. Very nice, that's beautiful. I says, uh, How much is raised? She says, $8 million. Dollars. Wow, that's wonderful. I said, how many people were participating? She says, 15,000. We're 500, and we're at 7 million. Unbelievable. 15,000, I think we're doing pretty good. You are Number doing Number one fundraising per rider event in the country and maybe the world. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, A.B. Maller, Jack Dweck,
29: thank congratulations. I just yes. want to say thank you one second. To the 260 people that sponsored my ride this year It's an incredible number
0: Now we know uh, why you're a triple high, huh? 260
29: people It's not a lot of big donations But everybody with, you know, the hundreds and the fifties A few thousands and a few 1800s as well But I just want to really give a we shout out to all my friends Who really came through for this wonderful organization We, we Just to finish up This year we have
28: 7,000 new contributors Wow so the diversification is great. The money's coming in little by little. Like I said, everybody's coming in. So 7,000 new people have contributed and more money. So, kola kaboah to everybody here. We love you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so and we'll much. we'll see you next uh, year. Good luck. Enjoy the ride. We, we don't get a T-shirt. No, I'm kidding. I'm
0: like, I'm <laughs> of kidding. course you can have a T-shirt. A t-shirt. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we are on a JM in the AM Wednesday. And this is Bike for Chi. Uh, ZK is turning the camera. You can see it at NahumSiegel.com as we continue here with the start line. Uh, they traditionally begin with a ribbon cutting ceremony and with which I assume is going to be coming up soon. In real time, we are, oh, we're literally five, ten minutes away from this. What is it? Yes, Mary Wallach, you have a report How for us.
2: Thank you? They'll be doing the national anthem as well, they just announced.
0: Is the rumor true that Yankee Lemmer's doing the national anthem? I can hear you at all. Is the rumor true that Yankee Lemmer's doing, doing the national anthem?
2: Well, for as much as I can hear,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> as there is a number of, there's a lot of good noise, as you can imagine, going on here. Yankee Lemmer was just announced. The words national anthem were announced. I'm sure we could do small math, but I can't hear anything for sure.
0: I believe Yankee, who I also believe is riding. I think he's riding.
2: He is riding? I think, Did I, we see him last night? Yeah, I think he's
0: riding, and I think that... Uh, I know, last night's a bit of a blur. That he's going to be uh, singing the national anthem.
2: Okay, so I just want you to know that this completely lives up to the hype of last year. All that yeah. I heard about, all that I was told about, all that I felt that I missed out on, completely there.
0: You know, it's funny, um, maybe funny is the wrong word, every one of these riders, and ZK has the camera now for people to see at com on the riders, every one of these riders, every one of them is carrying on their shoulders an incredible group of people who've supported them. Uh, an amazing family that's been a support system for them, contributors who want to see them succeed and want to see them get to, you know, get to camp safely and get right. to camp and and just accomplish this incredible 180 miles. Uh, and I think they feel it. I think they feel it. I think they feel that they're that they're carrying with them their entire team, that they're carrying with them all this spirit and energy that they've been building up with all this training over all these months.
2: I think that they realize that this ride is so much bigger than them. What they are involved in is so much more than just the individual. And that's what's going on here. And it's one thing to, to you know, be part of an event where you're you're working towards a cause, but this is this is a mission. This is a mission. They are literally and figuratively driven towards this goal. And it, there's I'm, I am I am Palatably excited for tomorrow. I can't even imagine what that is like. You and I are not finishing anything tomorrow, but I can't wait to be at that finish line.
0: It is an incredible experience. And we heard earlier that this is arguably uh, the largest uh, cycling fundraiser in the entire country and maybe right. the world. Uh, it, it's just incredible to me. How in such a short period of time this has happened. And it is the passion and the drive, as you say, of every one of these people that has made that happen. And as you see now, one of the youngsters who's right. in a wheelchair is being surrounded by all this love and all this incredible and uh, wonderful outpouring. Uh, a, a celebration is taking place as we speak.
2: Unreal. That's Joey, by the way. He is oh, no... That's-, that's Joey. We were introduced to him last night. He has the most affectionate smile. Unbelievable! He, he's he's such a chain and all the, everyone's rallying around him. And he's like we mentioned at the top at the beginning of this morning's program that even the Tour de France um, participants who are here were taking pictures with him right. last night. He was the star, and that's also part of it. But you know what's interesting? When you had on um, just Jack and Abe just a few moments ago, and they're talking about the growth of, of Bike for Chai and the success of Bike for Chai the pride that they personally take in that growth is tremendous. And I think that you can say that effectively about every single person who's here. They are all so proud of not only being a part of this, but of the, the tremendous growth of this young program, this young race that has grown so exponentially and it serves as a paradigm for other events like this around the world. It's tremendous.
0: And it's grown so quickly. And what did you think of Yossi Rotberg when he was with us? Oh, my word. Who refused to get into any conversation regarding the... Competition or the uh, the goals that are set, uh, in this case, 110 miles in day one. Yeah. He simply said, I'm hitting the road, and I'm going to do my ride. It was unbelievable.
2: And he also refused to engage in any negative conversation. Right. He, any, anytime you asked him about the naysayers, he wouldn't go there. Anytime you asked him about things that... Yeah, hurdles were, and challenges. Exactly, impediments or, or challenges or whatever. No, nope, not going there not going there. He is so in that frame of mind. And I know you were concentrating for good reason on the interview, but seeing his wife sitting there, standing there, wa- taking video of the entire interview, such is so proud of her husband. I mean, he's a true role model. He's a true hero.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. A real, real role model, a real hero, and somebody... We're going to
2: the National Anthem. Oh, are we going to the National Anthem? Yeah, we have, a ca- we have a mic, and All we're right. going to the National Anthem. Why not?
0: All great events start with the National Anthem.
2: Go to the PA.
0: Oh, well, we'll be able to, we should be able to pick it up. And it is, in fact, the uh, Yankee Lemmer, of course, as we suspected.
9: Oh, say can you see So
2: J.M. in the A.M. time, but it is not 8.45 here Wednesday morning, and anyone who's living in those homes over there,
0: I'm sure they're up now. They certainly are after that rendition. You know, we keep focusing on the front of this pack. Look how far back it goes. There are are four or five groups of probably 100 each that are getting set to uh, start this ride, and this whole group that's in front of us right now is going to collectively take off at some point very, very soon. And then right after that, the next group's going to move up. They're going to do the same thing about a minute later. And then about five minutes later, they'll all be on the road and all be heading up to Camp Simpha. They're asking the traditional, are you ready? So I guess...
2: <laughs> I don't know. They've been ready for six months, these guys. But what's fantastic, by the way, is that I can't recognize anyone. Helmets, sunglasses on, no matter what. But then there's Alan Von Grah. Well, well... One second.
24: shalom. kol ro ki ata avinu shomea barakhamin to amcha am amkha israel betaknunim Baruch, shomea hatfila
22: Hey, I
15: need everybody over here who's
2: not riding to please is, move uh, out of the way. One that deep feels, and meaningful Scylla Cedero. Yeah, of you
0: can say that again. These guys
2: you, are on a journey. They're on a mission, and it's way beyond 190 miles. You
0: pray for uh, everyone's safety and everyone to make it through the ride, that any, uh, any injuries, any health problems, right. or any obstacles, and any equipment problems, that is a true... Meaningful Tfilas Haderev, the Traveler's Prayer. I was
2: joking before that I can't recognize anyone, but you can see Alan Vingrad Yeah. <laughs> above everyone else. He's the only one I can, right. not, you know, pick out of a crowd. <laughs> exactly. Is that how you feel all
0: the time? No, I feel like you're reusing your uh, your material here. I'm, did I say that already? Yes. Oh my gosh. You said that a minute ago on the air. <laughs> I <laughs> love oh, track. My oh my. Oh my gosh. For those of you concerned about Miriam Wallach, I guess there's reason to be
9: concerned. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So here we go. This is literally the countdown. Be Take a look at the video, everybody. There they go. Take a look at the video. They've already started. Take a look at the video as they break the ribbon and proceed from the Crown Plaza Hotel in Stamford, Connecticut to stop number one. And then stop number two, 180 miles from now, is going to be Camp Sympha, where we will be on Thursday afternoon. You'll be able to see it and hear it with us at MalcolmSegal.com starting at about 1.45 Thursday afternoon Eastern Time. And as you see now, this group will complete its uh, initial part of this journey, leaving the hotel. And then the second group is going to move up and do the very same thing. And that is how bike for high works. Very organized, I must say. Very organized. Very organized. How are we doing on time, there, ZK? What are we up to?
2: We're doing just fine on time. We should just we should just keep in mind, by the way, that a a lot of what's going on now is completely about safety. The spacing out of the cyclists, making sure everyone has enough room to get going. Good luck, everybody.
0: There they go. I also the, we just uh, the singles were in that group. I just saw.
2: I also just want to mention that even before we got started yesterday, Yoni and I got here around four forty-five. There was if there was any chaos, it was not evident to anyone. The vibe in the hotel by four forty-five yesterday was not to be believed. It is obviously exponentially greater now.
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I,
2: I don't want to speak over the countdown. It's I like know. almost a shame. It is But it is such a production. It is so professional that if anything is going wrong, and usually we are in on anything that is going wrong, <laughs> we are in the know. We know nothing. It is so well done.
0: I like, the, I like the stylish bicycle helmets, and it's nice to see people in our community taking safety seriously enough to make sure to have their helmets.
2: Well, Michael Fragan is the perfect example of somebody who just appreciates his bicycle helmet. And we don't know
0: where he'd be without his helmet.
2: Absolutely, and we, we thank God that he is well, but he he has mentioned to me, he doesn't understand people who bike without a helmet. Yeah, you well, got to be nuts.
0: Based on his experience, I understand that. Bike for a High start line uh, is now up to group number four. This goes very quickly. In just a few minutes, it's going to be a pretty silent uh, area over here. And the excitement that we're experiencing here is um, is not going to be with us anymore. But this energy, this incredible rush that we are getting and everybody's getting, and especially the riders right. throughout this entire process is just incredible. And all these hours and all these days and all these weeks of the training and the commitment and... Um, and All the different weather circumstances and all the different personal circumstances that people go through to make sure to keep that training going. It all culminates with this unbelievable
5: moment.
2: ZK, by the way, is doing his best to give us the most phenomenal shot possible. It's a little hard in between the bystanders and the participants. Here they come, ZK. Here they come. But a shout-out to ZK, who's certainly doing a yeoman's job
0: here this morning. This is group number five. It may even be the final group. Uh, That's now approaching the start line and heading up to Camp Simcha. Anybody who wants to contribute to Bike for Chai, you can go to the website, bike number four Chai.com, bike number four Chai.com, and you can. Yeah,
2: donations are certainly still being accepted. I'm not sure everyone has reached their financial obligations uh, in terms of commitment. So if you are inspired by this morning's broadcast, if you are inspired not to ride but to give, Please do so.
0: Please do so. I find it intriguing, some of the uh, bicycle equipment. A lot of people have these rear view mirrors as part of their uh, bicycle helmets.
2: Well, I think what's interesting is that a new piece of equipment is the GoPro. Mayor Cruder is GoProing his ride. Nice. So it's not just about safety. It's about getting the entire experience and making sure that you have... Your own, almost like your own yearbook, your own history, your own sharing to do. Look at these guys. And by the way, note how cool the bicycles are. Yeah. I mean, you got your orange, you got this, some, there was a, uh, there was another guy who had one that was bright blue and a each neon tire. Bicycle. Oh, yeah. This guy with his pink socks. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's so cool what's going on here this morning.
0: That's one of the ways you can... Uh, that one can distinguish themselves, right? By the uh, the way they dress up themselves and their equipment. I, That's o- for sure.
2: I also love, by the way, right? There's that personalization, yeah. um, and you can see how much. I mean, we just watched guys just you know, with their with their own wheel kits, making sure that the last thing is tightened and whatever. I'm just happy when my shoelaces are not untied in the middle right. of a race. They have so much to worry about the logistics of this. And we should note the mascots. We have mascots. Yeah. I, have, I have no idea what animal that is.
0: Well, I, I guess the mascots are there just to uh, celebrate with everybody. And yes. To, and to provide even more joy at this joyous occasion.
2: Hundreds of volunteers, part of making this a success. The commitment of all the riders, the commitment of everyone at Bike for Chai. I mean, when we were told originally by Rabbi Scholar last summer that he is not hes not the person we're going to be. I'm like, how is it possible that there's a whole nother division right. that they take care of this, but you, you can't not. This yeah. requires its own team.
0: When you're the country's largest charity ride, it needs its own team, and sure enough.
2: Ah, and then we have J.J.
0: We got, we got uh, J.J. on the hand cycle. Uh, uh, is that the proper term? I think so. Cycle, right? I
2: think so. Yeah, we have a photograph of that. We have a shot of that. Jamie will be posting that on social media. Lo- lines up with all the other bikes in the bike holds. Unbelievable riders of all from all differing backgrounds.
0: And parents you,
2: who are riding. And you
0: wonder about the motivation, especially for somebody who needs a specialized cycle like that. Right. You wonder about the motivation and what keeps them going, and uh, they just they have a goal. They have a goal to achieve. And they want to see it through. And it's like anything else in life. Uh, they want to, you know, make sure to uh, to achieve that goal, to do it in the best, in as incredible a way as possible. And sure enough, he and all these other riders are doing just that. Right.
2: It's, um... And it's,
0: that's it. I think every rider has now left the area, yeah. SAG 38 is ready. To
2: uh, <laughs> so now we see the SAG teams. And we have learned... Oh, uh, there's one more. One more rider. We have learned that sag is a verb. To yeah. sag, sag is a noun, and sag is a verb. That is.
0: And they accompany the. Uh, they accompany the.
2: Safety and gear. Is that what we learned that it yeah, stands for? Yeah, they
0: accompany the riders, and they make sure to uh, uh, be there for any situation, whether it's personal, God forbid, any type of injury, or if it's uh, equipment, uh, anything that happens to the bicycle, they make sure to be there and help out as best as they can. I was also thrilled to hear that by somebody who was sitting in that chair a few minutes ago who rides around the world and tells us right. that there's no reason for him to have food and or drink that with was him unbelievable. because the rest areas are so well stocked and right. so well taken care of right. and there's nothing left to worry about which is unbelievable what a testament bike for high they're able to do that and live up to that incredible reputation that they have
2: yeah it just um, it satisfies me as the Jewish mother so what are they going to eat no no they're taken care of I still food. think
0: one of the funniest things I saw <laughs> was all the food and drink hanging out
5: of somebody's oh, bicycle uniform for sure one thing
2: that we, we didn't ask is what are these guys listening to as they are oh, riding? And they, a lot of them, I, I notice they have the iPhones, they have patches on their arms. Well, I guess the answer is the NSN app. If they I the imagine they're ready. listening to JM and AM as they head up. So they are listening to the conclusion of hour one, which we did last night. And well, what um time is it now? Oh it my gosh, is, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's unbelievable. Earlier
0: than I suspected.
2: It is unbelievable.
0: Uh, just a few minutes to go here as we wrap up a Wednesday. A reminder that we have a uh, Keep Alive, a Keep Alive um, a performance in studio at JM and the AM. It's going to be on Thursday morning tomorrow. And that is an acapella. We're going to wrap up the three weeks format before we get to the nine days with an acapella live performance. Can you imagine? It's a nice job. Even our three weeks format which people think is uh, could be slow and boring, we end up with a bang. <laughs> could you imagine with a and live performance in studio?
2: And then the conclusion of the race, of the ride.
0: The ride, about 1.45 tomorrow, uh, Eastern Time, will start, uh, after the stunt show, we'll start um, a webcasting from up in camp. And you'll be able to see and hear what we see and hear as the uh, f- world's greatest finish line lives up to its reputation and all these hundreds of riders get to camp Talk about celebration. If we think this was a celebration, that's going to be a much, much bigger and even more meaningful celebration when the campers at Camp Simcha are there to greet all these riders. Right. So that's going to be pretty um,
2: cool. I can't wait. And by the way, we have, we have uh, participants. We have women who were in the women's ride, the Tour de Simcha, who are here showing their support. For the men who are m- who are riding today, very nice. So shout out Semple to them. Took
0: place a month or two ago, right? Uh, um, I think it was month last month. It
2: was the last month, right?
0: And uh, we congratulate them who uh, made sure to uh, to make an honorary commitment to High Lifeline. Something that our listeners can do very easily. You can go to the Bike for High website, and uh, you can see how the uh, world's greatest um, uh, charity ride um, uh, continues to uh, raise money to help. Uh, families and children in, in life-threatening situations, in difficult medical situations, um, the stories we've heard this time and the stories we get to listen to and tell throughout the entire year reminds everybody just how important an organization this is, just how important High Lifeline is to our community, and to every segment and to every segment of our community. I mean. Um, <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And that's why we have ZK. <laughs> that's why we have ZK, because right. he solved that in a moment.
2: That was such a ZK moment. <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs>
0: I wish we had that on video. Um, <laughs> a shout-out to the medical teams, the Hatzala members, right. all the different people that are on the route, the volunteers of the rest areas, the hundreds of people that have volunteered to make this uh, ride what it is, because we've spoken to a lot of the organizers and spoken to the people who are on the front lines. But it is, as Joel Margulies, as he steps in for a second, uh, can attest to. There is nothing. We have 30 seconds, Joel. Help me thank all those volunteers that have made this bike for high ride what it is.
15: I can definitely tell you that between. <coughs> I could definitely tell you that we have 500 riders. We have 320 volunteers this year. Without that, this would not have happened. At Unbelievable. All. Every single one of them.
0: Thank you, Y'all. Great seeing you. We did do the uh, Bike for High Anthem earlier, so all the references to you were on the air. I can tell you that much. Achenei Yisrael and Achenei Mechem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listen to sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, org. And I thank uh, our entire staff, ZK and Stan in our engineering department, and, of course, uh, Jamie Turkel and Yoni Pollock, Miriam L. Wallach, of course, and the entire team of Rumi Finkelstein. Uh, stay tuned for another great day on our stream at org and I thank everybody for listening in and joining us for this Bike for Chai celebration. Kudos to everybody who have become riders and supporters of this incredible effort on behalf of uh, Jewish people, uh, and those in need around the world. Have a fabulous Wednesday. We're heading up to Camp Simcha eventually, like everybody else uh, here seems to be doing. Till then, Nachum single reminding you: remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.